Warning. Explicit content. Listen to discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. This is episode number six. Our guest back in the studio this week is Philly Pete. Pete is, in my opinion, the walking definition of the word badass. The guy is an OG skate punk. He's a Philadelphia cop. He is a jujitsu black belt. He's a family man. He's a damn sweetie, and someday he's going to be a great bass player if he ever gets his shit together. <laughs> Pete is featured in Jiu-Jitsu versus the World, which is out now on Eat Films. If you Google on Jiu-Jitsu versus the World on YouTube, I'm pretty sure you can watch it for free. You could watch it for free as of this podcast. Uh, Pete's, like I said, it featured. One of his stories is featured in that film alongside just the legends of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in America. Um, Pete came up for Grapplethon, which we put on for Dan Dion. I think you'll hear a little bit about that during the podcast. Three-hour roll. Uh, we were blown away with all the people from around New England who came to our humble academy for a role to support our buddy Dan. Um, just we raised a bunch of money for his family. I don't think a better thing could happen for a better guy. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, greatnortheastbjj.com. Click on the contact button. Send us an email. If you're uh, interested in having us come out to your place, do a dojo storm. If you're interested in hosting a version of this podcast, doesn't have to be hosted by us. Just get in touch with me and I'll, I'll set you up on how to do that. And as always, questions, comments, uh, anything you'd like to do, just greatnortheastbjj.com. Click on the contact link. Thanks also to everybody who has liked us on Facebook, people who have rated us on iTunes and subscribed. And on a personal note, this interview is an example of what I think podcasts do best. Pete is a special fucking guy, and I feel privileged to have met him. Here you go. First hit in the League World Series from a kid from New Hampshire, all right? That was me. What? You got that, Lord you of the... Yeah, I did that. That was, one of, that was the high point of my life, and it was like 20 years ago, 30, 30 years ago. That's like being a white belt um, world one, champion. For, yeah, right? <laughs> no, dude, that's way better than, much more prestigious than being the white belt world champion, okay? It's like that, being Lord of the Ramekins? It's like being Lord of the Ramekins, King Lord of the Ramekins. That was, I mean... It was. It would be like being the f- first white belt on the moon champion. <laughs> first white belt on the moon. <laughs> first white. I was the first white belt on the moon. Um, that was Dover North, baby. Dover North, nineteen eighty-seven. Um, we played a team from Irvine, California. I mean, there was many teams, you know, but we represented the East. We were represented the East Coast. We had uh, <laughs> the, the only all-white team in the <laughs> tournament. You want to know what was funny about the whole? Th- I mean, there's a lot of funny things about the whole thing, but like these guys, they were from there, from the Dominican, and this blew my mind at the time when you're 12. But like, they all wore the cup, their cups on the outside of their uniforms and stuff. And I was like, man, why are those it's guys doing that? Do like, that. yeah, you know, well, you you sometimes you wear them on your head, right? But I yeah. like to wear mine underneath my pants. 
That's a good spot for it. Though. Well, I think keep it in my pants. So, uh, welcome, friends, to the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. We're back in the studio at the Riddlers, the Lord of the Ramekins. Um, once again, this podcast is brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company, the finest kind of handcrafted all-natural soap made locally in New Hampshire by great people. Um, okay, people. Yeah, they're all right. They're all right. It's good to share you can buy this soap on <laughs> Etsy, eBay, Tortuga Soap, and all the finest shops like Hooligans in Wells, Maine, should you choose to go there. Crash Kimonos. Can we go back? What kind of soaps do you have? Do you, I, heard, I heard pray tell of a goat's milk soap. Tea tree. <laughs> Lavender. <laughs> coffee. Unscented coconut. Lemongrass, tangerine. There's who, many soaps. Who, who and mil- there are some goat's milk soaps available for sale. Who milks the goat? We like to have guests come over for that job. Some, I would like you to. I think you should come over and try it some night, day, I got morning. Big, I got big brown lips. You got to be early in the morning to milk <laughs> the goats, though. The goats wake up early. Crash kimonos. You should be wearing crash kimonos if you're not. You quit, suck. Quit jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> right. Crashkimonos.net. We all wear crash kimonos. Um, awesome stuff. Port City BJJ, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Big Woo. The Big Woo is making a big gi. It's a, actually it comes in many sizes. It's not just a big one. Just A0 possibly as a, well. Yeah, there might be one in your future. Yes. Um, it's awesome gi. Looks like he took it off the Tortuga logo, but whatever. That's fine. A0 I mean, short. Yeah, that's Age that's what I wear. This guy right here. I wear a kid size, man. Still, these socks I got on, kid size. R two D two for the uh, listeners. R two D two socks. They're awesome, but they are kids kid size socks. Um, Port City Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Awesome place to train. If you're ever in town, you should come train with us. Um, you should train there. Really cool. We had a great time today. Had people from all over the place training with us. Jay is one of the head head honchos, black belt. That's going to just scare people The away. dude. Um, we'd also like to thank all of our fans. All you, you fans out there across the globe. Just don't say yay again. I'm not going to say yay. Yeah, I right. just got excited. I got excited. It came out. Am right. I going to be able to live that down? Nope. Nope. Oh, man. So, yeah, we got... Thank you. So everybody, if you're listening to this, you're awesome. Hopefully... I don't know what you're doing with your life. Shoot us some, if you got questions or comments, you want yeah. to talk about something, hit us up on the uh, on the email. We'll we'll leave it on the tag at the end of the at the end of the podcast. Uh, hit us up. You got questions? You want to be a guest? You want us to visit your academy? You want to kick my ass? If you want to kick George's ass, I'll come to your academy and you can do it. That sounds. It'll okay. be awesome. It's a good time. Yeah. So today we got Philly Pete. We got Philly visiting Pete. us. Pete is the man. He trains down at BJJ United um, in Philly. Yep. Jared Weiner, black belt, right? Yes. So why don't we uh, – so so what made you decide to come up and see us to, you know, today for the uh, – you were at Devin's fight last night, but I'll let you do the lead up. So uh, a couple years ago, my best friend growing up, John Flight, was diagnosed with leukemia at uh, – I believe he was 41 when he was diagnosed. And it was kind of out of the blue. So, um, you know, we, we did a benefit for him and his family, and he was going through a lot of stuff, did chemo, had a bone marrow transplant, whole nine yards. 
and uh, ended up after going through all that uh, passing away. But he started <clears throat> he started blogging pretty much his whole experience of from the time he got diagnosed um, up until he passed. And <laughs> sorry, I love you, Jay. So. <laughs> Through him blogging, he got a lot of people friend requesting him and kind of following his story. And um, so I had become Facebook friends with Derek. And I think it was through, he was following John's story and also from uh, some things that Jared was posting on Facebook or whatever. So I got, uh, we became friends on Facebook. And shortly after we did a benefit for him at, at our spot, um, Monte, who lives out in LA, uh, runs these things that he calls Grapplethons, which is basically a grappling event, like kind of like an open mat. You um, donate money and help, you know, find somebody that's going through a tough time. And we experienced one of those today. We did. I'm feeling every every roll of it. Can you? Are these all? Maybe you know. Are these always three hours long? I mean, we don't know anything about Grapplethon. We did one, but we really don't yeah, have yeah. any idea what I mean, we I were think doing. I, from from following. You know, Monte's blog about the Grapplethons and stuff, I think it was, some of them actually run longer than that. Jesus. That's crazy. It was pretty rough. So I think you can find Monte on, on it's called like Monte Blog. Um, yeah. Yep. We should get his he, website yeah, or something, but he is the man. Um, yep. So so he did a Grapplethon for John and contacted me on Facebook because he knew John and I were, were best friends since childhood. And um, at the some point later, after the grapplethon for John, John was in the hospital, and um, Monte hit me up, said he wanted to come out to Philly and visit John and meet him in person. So he came out. I picked him up at the airport, and I took him up to the hospital and uh, met John in person. And, and I know it meant a lot to John. He you know, made some Facebook posts about it, and uh, I, I know personally from talking to him after the fact that it, it really meant a lot to him to do that. So since that happened... Um, he had Monte had done a bunch of other grapplethons for other people, and I was trying to, you know, travel to to get out to one of them, and then I heard you guys were doing one for Dan Dion. So, because I had I, I had met George and Amanda and and was friends with uh, Derek on Facebook, and I had wanted to come up to train at Port City and meet all these guys anyway, I figured screw it, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hike and and drive up. And, so I get a and, text message on like. Whatever day it was like, I can you keep Tuesday. a secret? I was like, oh boy, what's going on, Pete? I've, what kind of secret do you want me to keep? I'd been I'd been hearing the uh, the legend of Pete, uh, ah. you know, after you came back from Jared's place, and you're like, this guy's awesome. Like, we got to have him come up. We here's the here's the thing, man. When we went down there, so we go down there. We knew nobody except for Jared. Um, yeah, I don't think we knew anybody. We went down there for a JT Torres seminar. Um, and like I don't know how, but we instantly we met like you, the first person I think that we met, and like it was good, man. We, I'm we like the nicest then, guy ever. Oh man, <laughs> nicest guy ever. Everybody then he then me. he kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> you know what? You know what's amazing about that is it, I love Jared's idea about letting whoever wants to come and train or come to seminars like show up. I wish more academies were like that because I it's a I mean it's a pretty small community. There we've we've. You know, there's lots of academies in the area that are basically like, you know, training at Port City is not, you can't go train at Port City. And it's like, 
And Jared's like, come everyone. Yeah. Like, hey, like I it's won't trained. tell anybody. I won't put your name online. Just come train with us. And right. it's like, yeah. that's an awesome attitude. It's about sharing jujitsu and like spreading the word, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. At least that's what it's about for me. I really don't give a shit what school people train at and what team they're on. And right. I mean, if you train, as far as I'm concerned, like we're family. Right. You know, and I think that's the way it should be. All the politics and all the nonsense is it's just it's bullshit. And so it does, does nothing but hurt jujitsu. So you right. said something last night that was awesome as we were like taking you on the ten minute tour through Portsmouth and Maine and it was like the 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 Jared's guide for like rolling with chicks and it was like <laughs> if the chick cries, you die. Yeah. That wow. was yeah. That was like that was. And I was like, I, I mean, when I, like, cause when you go to you know Jared's place and you guys' place, it's like hard rolls, man. It's gonna be hard rolls, but everybody is so awesome, like you know. And that's the kind of place that I would like, you know, aspire to. I think our place is like that, you know, where it's like you're gonna come in, it's gonna be tough rolls, but we are like a family, man, and we got you know. We bicker amongst each other and bust each other's balls or whatever, but really, it's a family. Do we do that? Yeah, no, I, no. I definitely I, I felt that like today. Nice. It was my first time coming up yeah. and, and meeting a lot of you guys, except for George and Amanda in person. And uh very similar vibe. Like everybody was we were all trying to kill each other and but everybody was hugging and shaking hands afterwards. Right. Smiles that's on our faces. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. I agree. You know? I agree. If the chick cries you die. That's that's some intense news. Right. <laughs> but Jared's, I mean, it's an intense, Philadelphia's an intense place, man, I thought. I mean, it's, it's, Jared's a pretty intense guy. He's an intense dude. You know, you know. on a side note, not not an easy guy to make laugh a whole lot. You got to actually try. You got to know what to say. You got to, yeah. You got to tell him that, you got to bring him to the Piscataqua River and say, you know what this river does to people? It'll rip people in half. Jared will <laughs> laugh, then. He'll get a laugh out of that. And we've got a lot of mileage out I of that. A, I took a photo of that river yeah. and... Oh man, oh man! It's a true story, though. It'll rip a man in two, rips guards in half. So we, <laughs> of course, it's what we do around here. So yeah, so Pete sends me a text. He's like, "Man, I'm 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 not saying nothing, but I'm gonna come up." And I was like, "Fucking a, man! Awesome, come up here and let's do it." And uh, he drove through a blizzard. It's and and it so sucked. blizzard, dude. So you like I, I'm at work on Friday and. Uh, I, I woke up. I didn't even know it was supposed to snow. And he sends me a text. He's like, driving through the blizzard. I was like, listen, bro, if you don't make it, because we're going to go to our boy Devin's fight. I was like, if you don't make it, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Like, I know how driving in a blizzard can be. It's going to suck. And then at like 4.30, he's like, I'm here. I was like, holy shit. How yeah, I was blazing. <laughs> that Thank God I didn't get into an accident. I couldn't believe like the, the driving story you were telling. You like going up and people are. How many accidents did you see? Uh, I was fourteen total. Before you go into this story, you guys are pretty good. You did a good job in the beginning. That was pretty good, but it's getting kind of boring. So I have a question. So you're like, are, uh, can you talk he about this? You're, you're he a can't cop, keep right? His hands yeah. out of it. Yeah. No. So if you get in an accident or you get in trouble, like, do the other cops like give you shit and stuff? <laughs> like, if you're driving I here <laughs> and like you. You know, fucking whatever, wipe out or whatever. Is that like, what is it like when the guys come up? They're like, uh, you don't have to answer. Do you even Ron's tell them questions. that you're? Right. You can do you even tell them you're a cop. <clears throat> yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, just like if. Uh, you know what I want to know, man? I want to know about the blue line sticker. Everybody's got the blue line sticker on their car. Like, 
Does that dissuade people from like when you, if you saw the, you know if I was a cop and I saw the blue line sticker or the I'd want to pull or the you badge over. sticker right yeah like, whatever like I donated sticker. to the thing because I'm like saying I don't no, know well the, those stickers are to let people know that like you're down with the police right you know you're, 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 <laughs> that's you're, okay we we were on a funny thing that just, but, you know that just lets me I know. thought it was like to <laughs> say I want to get out of getting a speeding ticket I thought no, that's like, what that sticker was I mean that's like like if there's jujitsu guys patrolling the streets and you're you're another jujitsu guy you're gonna throw something on your car to let them know like oh I'm down with the jujitsu just lets me know I probably don't need one of those stickers I'll send you one so 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 can you totally speed and stuff. Nah, no. Nah. Right. So you don't like keep I a mean, database of everybody's license nah, plates. They're nah. all like, let's check to make sure this guy's not cool first. Nah. No, okay. I mean, if I'm speeding, uh, you know, I get a ticket. You know what I found out the other day, Jay? I can't imagine that happens a whole lot. I, I bet you speed, but my, you don't get a lot of tickets. That's my official statement. Right. So <laughs> I found out the other day, well, because I had a light out. So oh. I have my, my light out. So I'm just running with high beams all the time. Don't you be fuckers a vagrant, can man. pull us over because I have my high beams on. I know you're, you're not okay. State police guy, but I'm, are you surprised by that? Yes, seriously, dude, you can't. And be I'm, so the guy comes up, beams on people. No, I wasn't flashing them. I just left them on. Yeah, right? well, that's even worse. No, but it's, yeah. it, that's against the law. Of nobody, course it is. It's an impairment for the oncoming drivers. Nobody it's wants. By the way, the fact that you went from I don't, I have, I only have one functioning light to I'm I'll just, just put the high beams everybody. on on everybody. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me fill you in. Obviously, the reason why I had the high beams on was. So I wouldn't get pulled over blatant, for having only one light. Right? Blatant disregard for the law. Did you think that if you put on the high beams, it makes and it very seem like there's two working lights? No, it, fe- yeah, it, it felt. It, what it felt like to me was that I was being rude, but not breaking the law. You don't care about being rude. I care about obviously not the way he the bogarted our podcast like two seconds ago. I I, <laughs> I cared about being <laughs> rude care. less than I cared about getting pulled over for that I only had one. Like anyway, so the dude pulls me over and he comes up and he's like, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" I'm like, "Yeah, because I have my high beams on." Do you know why? Because I'm one of my lights is out and I have my light like the other bulb is literally on the you know right here. I just haven't. It's on. A, I have a Subaru. It's impossible to fix the thing. So I have it right sitting over there on my dashboard, and I go, "It's right here. I haven't fixed it. I totally get it. I'm sorry." So right? you you gave yourself up? Oh yeah, because at that point, what the hell? You don't do that. No, you, you just say, the "I got to light out." To the end. No, you just say, "I'm sorry. I had my high beams on." But yeah, I but didn't then, even know. You don't say anything about the light. Take the ticket for that. I know, but if you saw, I had a highly, you know. But anyway, well, you didn't give me a ticket. He was like, "Come on, go fix it," and I was like, "Cool, all right." Do you think you're above the law? No, you think like Steven? I don't. You think you're on one side of the blue line? I don't. I don't really know what the blue line is, so I'm just being, you know, sweet. But yeah, no. It's all good. It's I just not, didn't you, know you that can, it was against the law to uh, run with high beams. You can actually get a ticket for the light above your license plate. Yeah. If that light is out, you can get a ticket. Okay, straight talk. Is that is that in order so that you can actually pull someone over for something that you think is a little more heavy than that? Or you really think that that's like a... Or is that just a law? That's... It's law. just a law, right? Okay. But sometimes, do you? I mean, if 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 you've got a suspicious vehicle and it's just an, it's a reason. If you need a reason, it's that's a reason. One. Yeah. 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 And you know, I always you always hear people bitching about the cops or whatever, and you know, sometimes it's justified and sometimes it's not. But Ron's the, bitching oh, about I'm, them. The, I don't the, don't do that. Don't no. do that. You know, I I am not bitching about the cops. We roll no, with cops. We, I love cops. This is not uh, it. I just thought it was really it? funny that you Ron is down with the police. No, <laughs> It's all good. It's not a thing. He's only saying that because I'm sitting here. Yeah. Right. I'm really so. not, but that's not the case. So it's but, but the it it's it's both, basically. So if if and this is just my my personal uh belief, it's not like an official statement for 
You don't speak for everyone. all police. I don't speak for all police. But uh, if I'm somebody that doesn't typically, uh, you know, I'm not going to ticket somebody for having that light out or whatever. Right. But if there's something else that I feel might be up with the situation, I mean, right. that that's a legit reason it's to pull the car point. And it's a pain in the ass, and people think it's trivial, and, and in some sense it is. But if your car gets stolen, yeah, yeah, that cop that's pulling people over for little dumb shit like that, that's the guy that's going to get your car back for you. Because yeah, I mean, he's the one that's being aggressive and being proactive and on, out there yeah, looking for on, stuff. On, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean... Right. On the highest but, level, I mean, that's what we're, we're... That's why we have cops, right? Where everybody's paying... It's paying the cops to... to to, to catch bad guys doing bad shit, so obviously you know get it. So whatever it takes, I don't I don't have a problem with that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, you guys don't understand. It was about me, my high beams. <laughs> Not surprised that this get conversation is about you. Right? It's always about you. But here's the thing. Like get I, your fucking life fixed. You know, like I'm, get it together, man. Get your fucking life fixed. Jesus, like, dude. Seriously, I don't have two fucking functioning headlights. I'm like, oh, I'm so surprised I got fucking pulled over. What? You got pulled over? Oh, well, I had but, my but high beams on, too. They didn't know I only had and one light. And I knew light. it. And I knew it. You, you, know it. you don't defend light. yourself That's for one I, violation I by admitting to another one. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, actually, I do, Pete. Evidently. <laughs> Boom. Uh, uh, Enough about so, you, Ron. So my issue, uh, my issue is always, uh, <laughs> you know, and I've got um, cops in the family, friends that are cops. You saw the picture today at the academy, like uh-huh. when we were doing, like, hey, law enforcement. I'm all for it. I am. But I think cert- there's certain people that toe the line and and wear the badge and do the job as a vocation, right? As a lifestyle, knowing that they've got, you know, they really take it to heart. And there's other guys who purely exist to drive around on the highway and hand out tickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? They and, got, that, and, they that got, really bu- uh, and that bugs the shit out of me. I don't like, like if those I get, people. If I get pulled you don't over, have to weigh in on this. If I get pulled over for going 72 and a 65 and he gives me a ticket, I'm going to be pissed. Okay, so but, now we get to you. But here's the thing. But here's now the thing. the hate's coming out. But here's yeah. the Jesus. thing. Yeah, never mine was just a joke to like pump this. the podcast No, no, no. There's a, there's, there's a method to my madness. The point is... The silver bullet is talking about <laughs> is is talking about actually protecting people by Unchecked saying, "Hey, aggression. this is a reason for me to pull this guy over because I think something's up, whether it's a stolen car or I think there might be something down with it." Like, I'm all for that. I'm all for protecting people. You know what I mean? And people can't just speed around and it causes accidents. It's unsafe, but. You know, it's there's a lot of people that think that that, that like all cops think, do is cause they trouble. They think they can just people. drive around with their high beams on all the time. What an asshole! Go eight miles over the speed limit. Yeah. Think you ain't going to get a this ticket? This is not Cambodia. Not above the laws. Just, yes, no there one, are rules here. There, there are, are rules. Neither, here. This is not here. Vietnam. Neither, neither you nor IJ are above the law. Oh, I trust me. I know I'm not above. I just the want law. you guys to know, I have never broken the law. I am a law-abiding Let's just leave it. Here. Let's just leave so, that one. Let's I don't know about it. these people I'm Let hanging out with in this podcast. This is an entire let's podcast by this. itself. We have decided we are going to have a George podcast at some point, but right now, let's just leave, right. leave that. He there. is actually breaking the law. He just doesn't know it. Yeah, that's probably true. Your windshield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my wife. That's not oh, my car. That's oh, my wife. I see what you're Busted on 
fucked air. Also, both of you guys drive Subarus. It's like the official car of lesbians everywhere. <laughs> I said that yesterday. That's totally true. Dude, we got a little... What do they say about yours? You wear a vest? You got a little vest you wear? I don't know what you're talking some about. Of us, <laughs> some of us don't need to, don't need to compensate. <laughs> okay? No reason, That's no right. reason to compensate. The car just gets you from I'm A to B, I'm perfectly comfortable the with rest, who I am. The rest is just making up good. for something so else. So we were... It, it was super cool. Um... Having Pete up to the the grapplethon, I, I mean, I really, I think you made the event. It was really cool that so many people, like we were talking about with uh, United, is that so many people came from other academies to come out and support Danny all over. Like it, I couldn't believe, and people like one guy worked for Coke, and he brought you know soft drinks for everybody and water for everybody. You know, guys from uh, another academy brought. Uh, from had, Tim Barshard brought mats, brought brought mats brought, man, and you know what I mean. Sure. There are people from a long ways away, all know? over, all over, bringing stuff. Um, people that I had never even met, you know, like and really took charge. Like, um, and I got to find the thing out, massmma.com, I think. Yeah, um, he really blew the whole thing up too. Like, it was amazing. There was a lot of people there. Unbelievable. And that guy. The guy with the uh, so so uh, last night, Mr. Steve Rita, uh, you know MMA referee extraordinaire. You might have seen him on the, on the latest UFC in Boston. You know uh, Devin's weighing in, and we, I, we can talk about Devin in a minute. But uh, he he's weighing in and you know uh, getting his gloves and everything like that. And Steve goes, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. But here's a set of gloves. Like you know, raffle those off or something, or or do a, like you know whatever. And I pull him out of the bag today after we were done training. And I'm like, well, hey, guys, like, there's an auction for Dan. Like, Steve Rita gave this, these to us. And it's like 25 bucks. It escalated. 35 fast. bucks, 45 bucks, 55 bucks, 100 bucks. And this guy that's never trained jujitsu a day in his life, or Brazilian jujitsu, I think he did some, uh, some Wally J, like some small circle stuff, goes 200 bucks. For a pair of thirty dollar gloves, and didn't know Danny didn't do doesn't do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, right. you know, just laid out two hundred dollars for a guy he's never met that that or, needs it bad, and probably laid out a lot more, and probably from laid when a he lot, came in, yeah, putting he, cash he, in the bag, he, he, yeah, I, I actually saw him when he dropped his uh, donation in there, and it was uh, significant, yeah, and he uh, we happened to be rolling like right before that happened, we came we were in the second room there. There were a bunch of us were rolling in there, and we came in to just sort of see Dan was talking, right? And the guy just, you know, popped that that unbelievable donation, right? So yeah. a couple of us, there was like a purple belt and me, and a couple of us like, grabbed him because he was new, and he was just like asking everybody, "What do I do?" This kind of thing. We all just grabbed him right after that. We went right back in the other room. We're like, "Anything you want to know?" Like so, it was great. There were some really good dudes just showing him anything he wanted. It was, yeah, it was everybody did he have he, a lot like, of questions. Or yeah, he was just really into to doing it. You know, he just he was trying to figure it. out. I didn't know any of the positions. He didn't even know side control from mount or whatever. And it was great. It was just amazing. Like all these other guys were just like, "Yep, let's just do this right do now." Like name? it all just happened. I don't, I don't, and I don't want to get it wrong. So maybe I don't want to get it wrong, but I wish I wish I could mention the guy by name because he's a generous guy and he was awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure that. I mean, I'm not sure if he was interested in being called out. Like, think about it this way: all these a choice, (laughs) all these strangers showed up (laughs) to help somebody. Like I'd never met Dan before, and I'm sure a lot of the other people never met him. But you show up to do something nice to support and help somebody that's in a in a bad way. 
And then this guy shows up, he's never trained or whatever, and you got guys that have never met him before, like, taking him in. And, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, I couldn't believe how everybody showed up. And everybody rolled pretty hard, but nobody got hurt. It was just, there were a lot of people rolling. How would you Jesus say, like, so maybe 70, 75 we're people? You just can't. You're hurting, right. but that's Guys, different. It was, it was three hours. <clears throat> Five-minute round or five longer. They ended up being seven, I think, ended up when, being when seven. you got a hold of the clock. And it was like, I didn't, I didn't take that many rounds off. I don't think any of us at the table did, but. Like when it got around to like close to two o'clock, I'm like, I'm I think I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah. Like I got off the mat and my hands hurt. And my, I don't like we were talking earlier. I'm not sure I've ever trained for three hours before. Like that yeah. was abusive. Yeah, it, it was, was great. It was pretty rough. I made a uh, error in judgment this morning at about eight forty five when I ordered the uh, <laughs> lumberjack special or whatever at the you? roundabout diner. First of all, first and, of all. Uh, <laughs> First of all, you made I, an error in judgment. I know it's hard to believe. It was uh, one at a time. I got so like I was starving. I was so hungry. We were at Devin's fight last night. I didn't eat dinner. Probably I don't know. I woke up this morning. I was like, man, I'm hungry. So we get there. I got like three plates of food in front of me. So I chowed right before training. Right before That's training. Disgusting. So I felt disgusting. Getting everybody back up to speed. We went to see Devin Powell's. Fight. Yeah. Devin was the guy who was on the Nostos uh, episode a couple of episodes ago, right. and uh, he fought last night, and that's what George is talking about. Uh, where was it? In Salem? Salem, Hamster? Salem at Rockingham and, Park at yep. uh, Combat Zone. And he uh, dominated in fine form, and we should probably follow up him with... Uh, I, with I'm curious, time. like, you know, obviously, Pete, you've never been up this way before. What were your thoughts on the, on the... Some of the fights were pretty lame, but, you know, what'd you think of Devin? What'd you think of, like, kind of... The experience. What were your, your thoughts? I mean, I I loved it. I was you know just meeting everybody and and being up here. Everybody was super cool. And then we went into the venue and the first couple fights we watched were. I mean, I you know I don't do MMA or whatever. They, they so were, I don't. Most of those guys. Those were their first fights. It, but, yeah, they were, they um, were really. You know, zero it is what it is. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I thought Devin's fight was good. And, he, good had fight, that, he had man, that guy tough. in like solid locked in triangles <laughs> on both sides and good angles and everything. I don't know why the. It was what amazing. do you think it was, Jay? That well, so 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 Dev got really decent solid triangles, and like like Pete's saying over and over again, probably like eight or nine and, of them. And he was three rounds. Them. He was in them for like uh, for a decent amount of time. Yeah, sometimes yeah. a couple minutes. What was happening in order to keep it from finishing? Um, I'm not putting that on Devin. It looked really definitely good. not like if anybody's listeners ever been one of Devin yeah, Powell's yeah. triangles. Well, I'm, I was just awesome. like going Jesus. Miserable. I always tap on that. Like the oh, guy yeah. was like, yeah, and he something. and he <clears throat> had his leg cut all the way across. You know, crossed over the ankle, not the foot. The arm was across. He was pulling down on the head while he had the underhook on the leg to make the right angle. I'm like, kid was tough, knees. man. He was just I, so. What I've heard, and I'm not taking anything away from the guy. Oh, he, he was tough the, as hell. He's tough Great. as hell, and he took the fight on a week's notice. Yeah, and uh, he was a super tough guy. Went to decision. You know, Devin won a unanimous decision. But uh, what I, you know, what he was talking about was the guy has like a huge set of dreads. Huge. And Devin was having trouble getting his leg across the back of the guy's neck because he's like, it's like having a roll of paper towels across the back of his neck. So he's like, I was having trouble locking my leg across his neck and it never felt quite right. It felt really weird. But I've never been to a fight where I've seen the referee 
throw dreadlocks out of the cage twice. Is that what that was? I thought it was like a weaver. Well, something. I mean, I know. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know how it all works. Just chucking it out of the did cage. You, did you see that? I did. It was the it one of them landed in. right, right in front of me. Yeah, it was wild. I thought well, I was you're talking about the actual I was back dreadlocks. In Philly, yeah, right? yeah. Yes. yeah, Like, it, I, I mean, you got to see a lot of that. I, uh, I we call them tumbleweaves. Right? <laughs> Just like they're in the street and they're rolling down. See, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. I'll send you a picture next time I see one. <laughs> It's uh yeah I couldn't you're not gonna just pull one out like by itself that's a lot of hair to just crank out Are they extensions you think or I have no idea they were I, it, I saw it I saw it come out of the ring and I was like it was that, as thick as a pencil a I know like can you imagine pulling that many hairs out all at the same time Plus, I would probably I think they tap, can break I would know? probably tap oh, from I think that. they can break in half did, yeah. I don't think any of us are really uh, victims of that except yeah. for Rastafarian Duncan over here yeah I'm on. But, <laughs> it 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 had to hurt. That's the only way I can figure it is it ha- is it had to hurt. Yeah. Problem happened after the fight, really. Um, so, you know, we we we've told when we were with Devin, we told the story about what happens when he wins fights, and we kind of actually it was doesn't even his, have his, him, yeah. yeah, doesn't even have a fight. The guy pulled out. So, as you guys can imagine, last night. You know, Devin and I were out after the fight. Just well, you, you cornered him. That's I cornered one, right? him. Yeah, okay, yeah, right, yeah. Gotcha, right. Uh, with Adam Rivera, um, who's you know Devin's stand-up coach. I do the grappling piece. We divide it kind of fifty-fifty. This fight in particular ended up on the ground a lot, but um, how, all I know is that I I shut my eyes at seven thirty in the morning, and Devin and I had crushed through like an entire bottle of whiskey. Some poor kid was in the other bedroom covered in beer cans. I don't know really how that happened. Oh, and and mm. uh, sour patch kids too. Mm. And the cornerstone so, of every yeah dinner. My breakfast in America. Some freaky shit up here. <laughs> oh, seriously, this is just Jay. That's not the rest of us. It's not really true. Well, maybe not. Uh, and I knew we were in trouble. I knew. So my alarm goes off. I knew at it could only end one way. And I'm like, I have to leave now. And I headed up. To the Crap up done. I sent I sent you a text message. I was like, hey dude, remember to bring the mats. And like two minutes later, you sent me a Facebook message back, like, hey, you got a toothbrush? I was like, <laughs> oh geez. <laughs> well, I can imagine like after that, you know, long long night. Uh which you what were you drinking? You guys? Uh we we you polished off a bottle of Maker's Mark. Whoa, They're, okay. Wow. All right. Uh, yeah. Whole bottle, and, and plus some other stuff. Okay, um, but it's and I'm not like really, I'm not a drunk or anything like no, that. But no, when no. Devin wins, all bet, all 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 bets are off. And I was like, I was like, you know, Pete, what am I supposed to do when, you know, the the <laughs> fighter's still awake and he wants to keep on raging? And what did I tell you? Uh, you you tell him you you advise him that that is not the best course of action <laughs> that he needs to shut his eyes and get Look proper. At, we're all learning something here today. Oh, Pete, Pete's I, coming up and teaching us all a lesson. I learned it the hard way. I can't imagine that like loading mats was like really on your top of this is what I want to do list. No, getting to where I was supposed to be on getting to the church on time that was my primary. Yeah, you know. Thought. That not crashing the automobile and not dying of thirst and uh, finding a way to brush my teeth. That was actually the other thing important. is that <clears throat> so guys like Pell Pellegrino, uh, Mike Pellegrino from our, our previous podcast, those guys, they're, they're 
fucking serious black belts, they all came up to kill you too, which was great. This was great. That a was the best Jimmy, part. Tough, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Quinlan. Jimmy Quinlan. And yeah. All the tough, tough roles. Yeah, I walked in a little late because there was a problem with the music, but I came in and brought some stuff in. And I, I mean, you guys almost like went out the door as I'm coming in. You're like going, "You are not going to." Those you know? are <laughs> those are always going to be. We, you know, we were talking about it afterwards, and um, you know, I'm I'm training for competitions, and Jimmy is always tough. And uh, you know he's been he's been a world champion at a couple different belt levels, Pan American champion, like you know, uh, just an amazing wrestler and jujitsu guy, and also just a, an awesome friend. He's black belt under Nate Ryan. Yep. And uh, you guys might have seen him on Ultimate Fighter at some point in time, and in the UFC, he's just such a tough competitor. And so you know when he really wants to roll hard, and I don't want to give anything to him, and he's not going to give anything to me, and that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. So. We were we were sitting in the hot tub afterwards because I felt like I was gonna die, and uh, he was like, you know, those are the best roles. Those are like, I don't know why, as white belts and blue belts and purple belts and brown belts, that those are awesome roles. That's why we love jujitsu. And then there are black belts that don't want to roll like that. Like somehow you have to hide behind your belt and not roll or whatever. Like I know that doesn't happen for you. Like I know I where even you know train what that, that feels shit. Like. <laughs> that shit does not happen. Yeah, right? I don't even know what that yeah. feels like. Hey, speaking of Mike Pellegrino, do you got any good Mike Pellegrino stories oh, for us? Bring it, bring it. I don't. The only um, and you oh, can well, you Mike, don't you don't right. have to hold back on these. So so yeah. to put so, it together, Mike. Actually, everyone already knows he's an asshole. No, <laughs> I love Mike. Mike's the best dude ever. But Mike ended up. Uh, training at uh, in yeah, Philadelphia was, while he was at Drexel, right? Yeah, he was. I think it's was, important to talk about him while he's not here, so yeah. that we can. Yeah, I think it. he yeah. was finishing his doctorate or something, and yep. he was teaching at our school for you know a couple of the classes. And um, honestly, I don't have any stories about him other than we had uh, we got a guy that trains with us now. He's a black belt, Harold Lee, and um, he's like the big. The, the best leg lasso guy, uh, his leg lasso is sick. And it's like he's dedicated his life to leg lasso. So <laughs> This is Harold. So, yeah, Harold yeah. Lee. So, nice guy, too. Yeah. Whoop my yes, ass. Yes. That's the same name as the guy from Harold and Kumar. I don't know, man. Right. I don't know. Go anyway, to White Castle. He's Korean. so That's the best Christmas movie Ever, Ever. every agree. year that's our actually Die Hard's pretty good. It is, but and that's a morning Christmas movie, right. like oh, that's our Christmas Eve, you know, Christmas Eve morning movie or, or yeah. But yeah, when the two boys, my boys are old now, that's the one where you go used to watch the thing and the thing and the thing with the snowman. Now it's just Die Hard and Kumar Christmas. What a great thing! Yeah, I know I blew your story up. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's really not an exciting story, but so it's I the wrestled, only story I want to know. So Harold and Kumar are rolling. I wrestled Harold and. It was a long match. We had a battle. And he was playing that guard, man, and I'm fighting it hard. And we're just, it was like <sighs> battle. And then later, we're talking, and he's like, well, let me show you this pass. And he starts showing me the pass. And then he's like, yeah, Mike from Boston showed me that. I was like, oh, get out of here. You know what's fucked up? I get know out. the pass. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. I know yeah. the pass. Are it's you like talking about half- the one... From half guard, where the yeah, knee comes up? Yeah, where the knee exactly. comes up. You mean the, the Pellegrino pass? The Pellegrino pass yeah. is the pass. Well, I had so to go to Philly for someone to show me that. It's basically a, a knee, and then you kind of go the, the opposite way, put your head over by the guy's How head. How bad are we bogarting a silver bullet story right now? Big time. It's, it's really not exciting. It's still going to happen. There's no rush. <laughs> but that's we'll the only one I got, it. so I'm going to throw it out there. So uh, Harold, Harold Lee's so good at this that everybody calls it the Harold Lee guard now in our school. So Mike comes in, and he's teaching and stuff. He comes in, and... Somebody was talking about Harold Lee, the Harold Lee guard, 
So Mike decides he's going to do a whole class, and the, the name of this class is going to be Fuck Harold Legard. So the whole entire class <laughs> was just basically it. how to defeat the Harold Legard. And Harold Legard is basically leg lasso. Yeah, yeah. Right. But he's like the fucking no, I'm not best guy ever at it. it. Yeah, yeah right, it's, right. it's insane. Definitely. That's sick. I can't wait for I us to it. get down there Very irritating. Point. But aside from that, I love Mike. He's a fucking great dude. You know, he and I got our black belts on the same day. Really? Didn't you the get yours yeah, first? Like we, I did get mine first by about so. 20 minutes. Roberto uh, apparently so. forgot all about little Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's, a good, Mike's a good dude. He's it was a good, good guy. to see him. I hadn't seen him. I think maybe 2008 was the last time I saw him when he moved back up this way. Mike and I got every belt together. Like it was pretty. It was pretty cool. We've gone out. We do these trips to the Pan Ams. It was awesome. We're gonna do it again this year if he's not too much of a. Yeah, I'm hurt. So you were a blue belt when when he was training there. Yeah, uh, I think I had just gotten my purple belt. So I have a when question. he left. If you don't mind going down a new road here, how'd you get involved in jujitsu? Um, it's kind of a. I've been waiting to hear the story. Yeah, right, we've uh, all been waiting <laughs> to hear the story. So it's like uh, it's. It's a two-part story. The two parts are completely unrelated. And at the end, they kind of come together again. So uh, it was probably about seven, maybe 17 years ago or so, 17, 18 years ago, um, doing something at work. And it took us, uh, this particular investigation we were doing took us to a warehouse space. And we were really there for the owner. We walk in, um, aside from seeing a couple of the early UFC fights, I had no idea what jujitsu was or no knowledge of it at all. So we walk in to like raid this warehouse space and there's a jujitsu class getting ready to start. So we do our thing, <clears throat> talking to a couple of the guys. Uh, one of the guys, they were basically renting the space from the guy who owned it. They had, you know, they, they weren't involved in whatever was going on there, but it's not like stuff was sitting out in the open or whatever. So they were just renting the space to do their classes. So there was a guy there. I think he was a blue belt at the time. So I'm just I'm bullshitting with him. We were in there for a few hours. Like they couldn't do their class. I mean, every we had to stop everything, and they had basically had to sit there until we were done what we were doing. So I was talking to him a little bit, and um, we finish what we're doing and we leave, and uh, I don't see him again. Um, fast forward now, maybe. I think it was 2001 or 2002. I had been friends with Jared since we were teenagers, like I before he actually even started training. I, and I did not know that. Yeah, that. yeah, from skateboarding and stuff. So I hadn't seen him for a couple of years. I had heard he started training, and he was, like, going back and forth to Brazil. So I, maybe, like, two or three years I didn't see him. So one random day I'm working, and I'm stopped at a red light, and I – and in a different, completely different area of the city that Jared lived in. And so I wasn't expecting to see him in this particular area of the city. It was right where the, uh, the original location of BJJ United was in Philly. So I just happened to look over, like I looked, literally looked to my left while I was at the light and I saw him sitting outside talking on the phone. So I beep and yell to him and I pull over and start talking to him. He tells me he just opened up the school. Um, you know, why don't you come in and try it? Now, at the time, I'm about 190, 195 now. I was probably like 225, 230, lifting weights. Like, I thought I was in decent shape. Right. And uh, so I never wrestled, never did any martial arts or anything like that. So <clears throat> I show up the next day, 
and he gives me a gi, and I roll with this kid that was 15 years old, and uh, <laughs> he was probably a buck 35. I think he submitted me like three or four times in the first minute, and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And uh, How many times do we hear this story? Everybody has the same story. Yeah. It's a great story. So, you go in, you're a badass, you are not a badass. Humility. So I, I think you're going to get two reactions from that. You're either going to get the meathead reaction and, and where your ego can't take it and beat by somebody like that, or you're going to say, fuck, I need to learn this shit. Right. And that's what I did. My My first thought was, if I was on the street at work and this was on the street, I'd be dead right now. Right. So I got to do it. And I so just, you were already a cop at the time. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I start training, and uh, oh, and avoiding fifteen-year-old kids. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that kid doesn't like. He stopped training a couple years after that. I haven't seen him, so I don't know where he's at. So fast forward years later, I had just got my black belt, and uh, I sprained my MCL on my one my one knee. So I go to a uh, like a physical therapy place to just to get it checked out, and I'm sitting in the waiting room. I see this guy walk out. <clears throat> he's one of the therapists. And I'm looking, I'm looking at him, thinking to myself, I fucking know this guy from somewhere. And it's the guy from the original story in the warehouse, one of the guys I was talking to the most. So I go, uh, I go, hey, you remember this? And I kind of brought it up, and he goes, I was staring at you while you were sitting in the chair, and I was thinking, I know this guy from somewhere. <laughs> and here was the same guy. He's a black belt now. So I asked. He's him, a like, black belt too. Yeah. So he's a you black belt. immediately, right there, threw down in the. In yeah, the I was like, we moved the chairs out of the way. Right, right. And, you know. <laughs> no, no. Let's sort this uh, out. Right. But yeah, so we got to know. So yeah. he he obviously remembered. And it was that. Harold Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Lasso guard. So but, he, but, he immediately right. remembered everything, and we started talking, and and, uh, and I said, yeah, I started training a few years after that, or whatever. I just got my black belt, and like super nice guy, like. So we're we're you know friends now, and. It's 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 just weird how the whole thing. It's a pretty small world. Like when we were uh, g- grabbing a, a bite to eat, I was so surprised that when we were talking, it's like you brought up Monte's name, and I'm like, "How the fuck do you know Monte?" And like and like right. this, the wicked circle comes around, and you start filling in the gaps. It's like holy shit! Like this is a really small world. Yeah. So getting back to Monte. So now I'm keeping in contact with him on Facebook and stuff, and he texts me every once in a while, and I'm following the other grapplethons he's doing for people, um, which in, in and of itself is awesome. I mean, he's he's yeah. basically doing benefits for people that are, you know, dealing with cancer or, or some other kind of like ailment where you're in a bad way. He doesn't know these people, and he just hears. He about did their one story. today. He did one today he, on the West Coast. He I did think for for Dan. Yeah. For Dan, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a he, just an incredible guy. Yeah. So I see a message one day. I'm fr- uh, I was Facebook friends with Derek at the time. I think that was it, and um, I didn't even know George, uh, George yet. I, I hadn't met George. So I he puts a post on Facebook that he's going to be in like the Portsmouth area. So I don't I don't fucking know anybody out here except for yeah, I know Port City's out here, and you know Derek through Facebook or whatever. Right. So I go go to Port City. So I told him to, <laughs> I told him to go to Port City. So the, I I'm, I see all the photos he was training and a couple of the guys looked out for him and uh I saw some photos with Gabe mm-hmm. and him and he was kind of in the in the post saying Gabe was looking out for him so I messaged Gabe. I had never met Gabe before. I messaged him and said, "Hey, listen, I was the one that sent him out here. I gave him like a quick background of how me and Monte knew each other." And I said, "I, I just wanted to say thanks for looking out for him. Like he's a good dude. He's he's did a lot of good things for people and he helped out my buddy." And then I became Facebook friends with Gabe. Right. 
So and then coming it's up crazy, here, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like when I was, we were there that we were, day, the day that Monte and, uh, came to train. I had no yeah. idea that like a year later I'd be training with the dude who sent him at your place, and then that you know a couple months after that you'd be up here. And I'll tell you, like, also, so Monte competed at the uh, the World Masters out in Las Vegas. Oh, so that's did. right, he did. Yeah, yeah. I and remember that. And yeah. so did I. We saw him, and uh, it was actually uh, Donald that was like, "Hey, that was Monte." And I was like, "We caught up and talked a little bit," and I competed, and I didn't have a, you know, I just I wasn't good that day, and I went home. I lost my first match, and I went home. The first, like, get back to the hotel, and I'm bumming. First message I get was from Monte. Saying like, dude, you're a champion. You're great. Like, I, you know, you know what I mean. It was just a really inspirational message. Yeah. Not about like how awesome at jujitsu you are, but like every one of us that does jujitsu, every we tap, we all tap. You know, a right. million times. Like, I didn't get tapped, but like, but we all lose. We all get beat. We all get our guards passed. That's like the way jujitsu is. You're never gonna be the best. There is no best anymore. And it was just the message he gave to me. It was like. The fact that he would take the time out while he's there and he's doing his thing and mm-hmm. he's got to compete and do all that stuff, for him to send a message to me in the middle of all of that just to let me know that he was thinking about me, like, he's a, that kid is... He's a good a dude, of, man. He's got a yeah, heart He really goal. does. Yeah. So I, I came up and, you know, I felt like I wanted to, um, you know, do something for Dan and, and do something nice for someone that I didn't know like Monte did for my friend and support the Grapplethon, you know, something that Monte's been doing for a while and... So it was just, it was all positive. The whole trip, you know, meeting everybody, training. We got to get you back cool. up here, like, in, like, June and July. Like when there's the, no blizzard? Yeah. Oh, I, I got to tell you, this is a, this, play, this area is awesome in the summertime. You'll like it way more. I'll just yeah. put it that way. It's pretty awesome now, but it I understand is, what but you're in saying. a different yeah, way. Yeah, it's different awesome in a different yeah. way. It's like, awesome, yeah. like, if you like the third, you and know, freezing, hell. freezing cold. Freezing cold. Summertime's nice. Did you guys notice when you walked out of the venue last night how cold it was? Freezing. Yeah. yeah. It was so cold. When we I went in, it was not coat. it was not cold when we went in. It right. was it was relatively warm. It was even colder on that bridge. Oh man, we took him. We took him. What back. happened after we went? <laughs> I was like, I, I I got into tour guide. I was all excited. I got excited after you know? the fights. Yeah, man. I, you know, I'm like a <laughs> Isn't little this kid. Like midnight. It was like midnight. Yeah, I, we get, were all I was tired like, because we're old. Like I I know you can't see it because it's pitch fucking black. But you could, he could see the no, current. You could see the current. See the current. So I got excited. Yeah. He said he'd never been to Maine. I was like, fuck it, man. Let's go to Maine. This is why I used to get in trouble when I was a kid. Somebody would say something, and I would get excited. And the next thing you know, we're doing something crazy. And then your mom would get really mad at My you. My mom would be upset. <laughs> throw me Stay. out of the house. <laughs> wake up in Florida. <laughs> yeah, wake up in Florida. <laughs> Vegas, somewhere. Who knows? But Chandler, don't not, I get a phone that's call? That's not this episode. That's <laughs> another episode. So whatever. he said, I was like, I'll take you on the 10-minute tour of Portsmouth and Kittery, Maine. And nice. so we drove through Strawberry Bank in downtown, and uh, we went over to Kittery, Maine. And I was like, I don't did know. Did you get him like a Gillies hot dog or something? Ah, man, I did think about that. Damn, but I did son, not. you missed out on the Gillies. I know. I mean, Gillies is a... It just is what it is. For the, just in, in, a, in a quick one, it's a, a like a trailer that's parked illegally right. in a parking lot. For 100 lot. years. But it's always been there for like 60 <laughs> or 70 years. And, and it's still illegal, and they just pay the fine. It, and they're open until like 2 a.m. And you, everybody goes there, and it's shitty food, but it's so good. Did we, you know that burger place downtown? Uh, it's, a, it's also it's like a diner-type place. 
Did you know that I can't remember the name of it? It's right. It's right around the corner from uh, the talking about Lexi's. No, no, no. It's like right around. It's down one of those alleyways. It was like voted in for like the top huh. one hundred burgers in America or mm. something. Babe, do you know the name of that? Same place. Oh, same place. Boo. Gillies. Oh, get no way. So no way. Gillies. Is Gillies. There's I might no. Wait, what's the place on dude, the on the dude. traffic circle in Kittery then? That's. Loco Coco. Yeah, Loco Coco. That's a, burrito, a Mexican place. Great burrito place. Oh, but here's you're talking about the bagel place. In oh, it's there. like okay. a trailer, same deal. God here's, damn, this here's the podcast thing. just went way off the rails. You're not Sorry. missing anything Sorry. by not going to Gillies. You got to like, talk about places like that. We had yeah, seen... I mean. We this had is, seen enough a fights of for the night. It's like, just hanging out. The guy even made like a porch on it because they're just like, we're not moving. Hey, How cool is that? Just so you know. Pete, when you drive home, Serious if now. you're driving through Springfield, Springfield, there's a place called the White Hut. That yeah, is the yeah, best cheeseburger right. you will ever get. That ever. Is, well, not the and best you're one, but it's going to be a really good shut one. Shut yeah. your fucking mouth. It's <laughs> the best fucking yeah. cheeseburger you will ever get. I'll it's get good. off the highway for that. It's good. Seriously, this, yeah. like, the, this is the, the number one endorsement that I can make for any food item ever in my life is the White Hut cheeseburgers in Springfield. Best. You have like a bigger memory than just the cheeseburger. So, I feel like Funny. there's a sponsorship involved. Yeah, I want we should be getting free burgers. I want that shit on the back of my gear. I got to Yeah, send us something. One of my buddies was a cop out there. I just want to. Really? Pair, yeah. I just want a pair of kraut dogs I'll from Gil- Gillies right now. I bet now. you Springfield's not exactly a tight town. I bet you that's a pretty tough town. I believe it I, is. He, I, he was telling me stories about it, said it was kind of grimy. Basketball yeah. Hall of Fame. That's right. But I'll, I'll get off to get a cheeseburger. I ain't scared. So <laughs> you'll have like you'll have like three or four. I'm scared. I will be scared, I'll go, homie. I'll go there and eat like four or five, and I'll walk out with eight. You know what I mean? Like I want, I gotta, I gotta bring my, I gotta bring my whole family this stuff. If I don't, they'll be mad that I didn't. Hey, Jay, you want to see pictures of the big woo goes to Springfield to get White Hut? You know, they they only got got French fries in like 2010 or backwards. White Castle ripped them off. Look at that with the grilled onions and that is the most delicious burger that can ever be consumed by any human being. Are they small? They're pretty small. Yeah. Okay. So like White Castle, except for White. Hut. We have a we have a spot like that. It's uh, just outside of Philly in Delaware County, called Charlie's Hamburgers. And you go, I go there for double bacon cheeseburgers and a vanilla milkshake every time I go. And that sounds so yeah. good right yeah, now. It really so does. good. If you guys ever come down, <laughs> I'll take you there. It's right awesome. Now. What was it called? And that pla- uh, what was it Charlie, called? Charlie's Hamburgers. And it's in Philadelphia. The place has been there for like forty something years, and everything's original. So where are we going after the yeah. podcast? <laughs> Somewhere to get burgers and a shake. Somewhere to get burgers and a shake. I almost had a cheeseburger for breakfast this morning. I do it all the time. That well, sounds delicious. This place I have looks, no issues with that, like great. the breakfast yeah. for lunch, a lunch for breakfast, or dinner for breakfast. Like, nah, what's the difference? Oh, yeah. And it doesn't even have to be hot. That's it. Original Charlie's? Charlie's. Yeah. We're looking at a really it's good picture right just here. Just by yeah. looking at that place, you, you know can tell good. that that's sort of You're going like, this is a, a, it's a, it's spot, a shitty little box made out of concrete with a couple of really cool signs, and you're like, that's got to be really good burgers, because yeah. that's the only thing they could do is be awesome, right? Yeah. So funny, uh, <clears throat> before I forget, a funny story about the Piscataqua Bridge. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, Remember our <laughs> old lo- our, the downtown location? We had. Oh, I might have told the story, but go ahead. Did you on this podcast? No, last no. night on our mm. on our field trip to the bridge. Right. But so I'm like, uh, so at the time I was teaching noon class. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's fine. It's out there already. I was teaching noon classes on Monday, <laughs> and you guys um, are giving yourselves up on all kinds oh of shit. Boy. Oh Incriminating yeah. Incriminating evidence. We just don't give a fuck. No, we're too dumb. But 
So I'm like, we're finishing up class, and I'm like popping open on my laptop, checking my email, doing some stuff, and I hear this, bang, ba bang, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And uh, I like look out the academy door, I can't hear what's, and then I start to hear sirens, and so I walk around the back of the academy, which the acad- the academy was right near the water, the inlet. Of the what river is that? Piscataqua, yeah, yeah. But and so the salt piles and the metal piles, right, right. it's just right there. It's a and beautiful you, spot, and it's right where there's usually like a huge barge. And uh, there, it's huge. usually the uh, yeah. like I've seen the Orient Pearl there a bunch of times. Right. Anyway. There's Russian tankers. There's four tugboats that keep them in there. Huge. That's ships. a really cool. I mean, story huge port like chuck. It's like, a, yeah. it's like a major. It's like a, a major port for. Yeah. yeah, but they only have like 20 feet on each side of these things. It's so a quick, really cool story. Quick sidebar for for any. Anybody that's not from this area, like everything, the way this area was colonized was all port cities. So if you look at like Boston was a big one and then you go north of there and you hit like Salem, Massachusetts, and then you hit Ipswich, Massachusetts, and then you hit Newburyport and Portsmouth and Portland. Those are all port cities. That's the way kind of it all developed here. Right. And so anyway, this this huge ship. Was it an old wooden ship called Diversity? Uh, a whale's vagina. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> I was just chatting. I just didn't so know if these stories went together or not. It, so, uh, what it has old, been, old wooden ship. Old wooden ship. Ron, are it's you listening? I don't think that the sponsors are concerned about an old wooden ship. <laughs> so, add your element. So, market is zero. <laughs> these are two crazy. They're two different movies coming together. Market and eight, dude. Cats and dogs. So what Sleeping had happened together. is this huge barge had come on like they like that it was more broke, the, it was a tanker like it was a, a tanker, tanker it was huge yeah it wasn't even it was easily like three or four hundred feet yeah. long had broken free floated freely down the river and slammed into the bridge and so like there's fire trucks there's all kinds of shit happening I'm like I can't even and this isn't I'm fucking like, around because the Piscataqua Bridge if I'm if you're talking about the right one it's not this one doesn't go up and down. No. Right. So this is this fixed bridge, which means if this thing takes this bridge out, everybody is seriously fucked. Well, especially during during you know afternoon commute. No, I'm just saying on. <laughs> but even from, beyond from that, just I-95 fixing the damn bridge is going to oh, fuck yeah. everybody for six months. So what happened? Well, it it I guess it didn't like it did damage. It did damage. It was damage. But it didn't slam right. through it kind of thing. So it was resting against you know any like those long bridges. There's two points where it hits the water on the way across. And so it was. It was laying horizontally against one of those. Why am I not looking this up? You mean like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah buddy. it looks it. just that like that. That's the it. internet says it yeah. looks like this. It was crazy. God man. damn, that looks scary. It is man. a drawbridge, though, huh? Yeah. But I, I remember that day. I told this is the story I told last night. I was like, man, you wouldn't believe it. This freaking boat came undone. Boom. You know. I would have well, called you, but they have like five dollar burger day at Rira on Monday, so. I wanted to get to that. Right. Oh, yeah. Delicious. I was driving. I was driving. I saw it. I saw the boat <laughs> lodge against the but, bridge. Boy, that's unusual. Unusual. You can find pictures of, of, of the boat and everything. If you guys want to find it on the internet, you can search for it. Look for, like, uh, boat accident. Piscataqua Bridge, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, yes. accident. It comes right up. Vacation land. <laughs> Most dangerous current in the world. <laughs> It'll rip your garden half. Rip a man in half. What does Jared say? We don't respect we don't, guards. Yeah, that was we smash we guards. We, we, cr- we kill them. I got a little. I have a, a small story for Pete, which might, you might appreciate. It's great. Uh, Jay has some amazing guards. Uh, 
Jay's uh, of the three of us, obviously, he's you know, gonna beat the shit out of both Jay, uh, George, and I. And uh, speak for yourself, man. It's one of my favorite things. One of the particular, <laughs> he has this particular guard where he's got his his reaching over with his left hand or underneath, like and grabbing your ankle and all this. And it's Didn't hard so to figure well out. Today. There are a couple <laughs> of ways to deal with it, and da da da, right? And we've been lucky to have some pretty decent people in to do seminars, and Jared's in there. And Jay, like a fucking trooper, like, says, what would you do against this? Like, puts it up for Jared to, like, look at. Jared just goes, I don't respect that shit at all. I don't respect that grip. He takes his knee, bangs it down the right side. I'm like, that's so what I'm going to (laughs) do He kicked me in the dick in front of everybody, and I was like... It was so good. Thank you for kicking me in the dick, Jared. I appreciate that. Thank you. Everyone sat down like a happy little kid. He laughed at that grip. I'm looking at the other guys on the wall watching, and we're all like... That's all we were all high five. That's all we had to do. Of course, hey, so it doesn't work, but how's it that going he for you guys? It. it was just so <laughs> funny. It was so great because he was like, you could tell he was like, just owned all, all of our like little egos all at the same time. And I don't respect that grip. Jared, <laughs> it was awesome. Jared, I've tried it a couple of times. It doesn't work. Yeah, Jared's jujitsu is amazing. It's amazing. It is. Uh, it's He's crushing. Crazy. Yeah. Crushing. And I, super technical, but crushing. Yeah. yeah. I, he seems to break wills. You know what I mean? When he rolls with people, he makes them give up. And uh, we've, I, you know, if you go back in the podcast, I think it was the, you know, the one or whatever after Dan. So that was episode three. We were talking about Jared and how much I respect his, his competition game because he believes so much in his jujitsu. He can just demoralize guys and break their will. And you can feel him, like you can look at him and see that they're giving up. And uh, it's not always his A game. Like he, like, does think he trusts his jujitsu so much that. He'll do things that are slightly outside of his game, and it'll still work because he trusts his jujitsu and his mental state is like on like just an incredible competitor. Really, like amazing. So you guys train really hard. I mean, I know it's you guys are sort of legendary for you know you have you have a freaking T-shirt that says "We Don't Flow Roll," right? So it's the best shirt ever. What <laughs> can I just ask straight out? Like you know you 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 said how you got involved, you got going. Obviously, you you know this is your friend. But just because he's your friend isn't going to make a lifetime of jujitsu. Why do you hang with it? What is it? What is it? Why are you still going? Uh, not that you should quit. I just what keeps you going? Why do you want Pete to quit, man? Why are you trying to make me we, quit? We just can't know him. Here. Is there something we maybe we can do where Ron isn't on the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> it'll work out. Great. Well, we should take a vote. Yeah. Um, all in, all in favor of getting Ron off the podcast? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Fine. Sorry, I can Ron. just go sit down. It's no, it was great, man. It was great. Where's the, Where's the mute button on that every, fucking mic? Everything is awesome, man. <laughs> it's great having. Thanks, thanks for coming on, thanks Ron. For coming. Hey, you got great ideas. Yeah. Great ideas. It, it really didn't take <laughs> you guys very long to, to diva out, did it? No. No. Okay. Not really. So what keeps you in the jujitsu? Oh, five minutes before the first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, just it, it it makes me a better person. What does that as mean? As a whole, I mean, um, I mean, I know what you mean, but I mean, well, I never really got into like the whole competition scene and all that. Like, I I really you know don't care about you know how many medals people have and i mean it's it's good and i if that's your thing but it's not my thing for me it was it was totally personal um it helps a lot with at work you know i don't want to have to punch or kick somebody or taste somebody or pepper spray somebody and or god forbid have to shoot somebody um i use jujitsu all the time at work you know with people that you know don't want to go to jail and (laughs) 
They don't find no, jail they, to be a yeah, they, happy it's place. It's not desirable yeah. to them. And I'd like to book it, 301 for the yeah, next and, room 301 for the next 10 years. And it's understandable. I don't want to go to jail either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh profound. So so in that way <laughs> Damn. Yeah, nobody wants to go to jail. I think about that one for a Jeez. But it's it's really saved me like numerous times. Speak of the man. Yeah. There you so go. in the middle of the story, apparently, uh, Monte. Is Monte. Is okay. So, right. but so no, but 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 what do you mean it saved you a couple of times? Um, you know, I'm I getting a couple scraps with people here and there, and now you know. Tell us about jujitsu versus the world, man. That's what we want to know about. You know, you don't have the chase. Ron's <laughs> messing around. Let's just hear yeah, about it. Like You're a legend. Talk. Man. It's all good. Right? It's all good. Tell us, tell us about jujitsu versus you, uh, the world. Before Lay you down. get to no, no. seriously though, before you get to that, I mean, do do you actually physically get in in like altercations a lot? I mean, I usually picture like a bunch of cops it's, are going to go. I mean, solve nobody's a like square. You know, like normally people don't square up with you. Right. Um, it's happened. Over the years, a couple times, but it's it's usually just people don't want to go to jail, so they don't want to get handcuffed. They're not complying. They're not putting their hands behind their back. They want to keep spinning around on right. you and you know trying to run and stuff like that. Like I've had people pull knives on me, box cutters. Uh, I got shot at once. And, you know, a lot of I've had a couple instances where like people pulled guns on me and stuff. George, does that happen to you at work? Whatever you get paid, it ain't enough. No, seriously, seriously. <laughs> like, no, uh, obviously, I'm not. I'm not using jujitsu to you know. Against the Stop gun. bullets. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm but uh, saying I could dodge bullets. But just you know, the getting, bullet dodger. <laughs> getting combative people under control without having to do much damage, um, if any. I mean, I'd rather not do any damage at all. Right, and right, jujitsu's right. perfect for that. Right. You know, it's it's basically pain compliance. Yeah. So uh, a lot for work, and then a lot of things that you learn from it on a personal level, as far as like. Um, I went through a, a pretty rough patch in my 30s um, with personal stuff, and I remembered uh, one of the big things that um, kind of like would help me get through day to day with things, and it was it was pretty bad. Um, when we were, when I had first started training, Jared, when we're training, I would always hear Jared in the background. You know, if I'm if I'm in a bad spot or a guys getting ready to pass my guard or something, he would. I I always I remember it vividly him screaming, "Don't accept! Don't like! Don't accept letting them pass!" So I would constantly hear him in the background yelling, "Don't accept! Don't accept it! Don't accept it!" So you know, went through times where I like you know I wasn't sure if I was gonna you know get through the all the shit I was going through, and I would always hear that like playing over my mind. So. Um, it sounds kind of corny, but no, you know, every, like, everybody no, here knows even, exactly even what the, you're saying, man. Jesus, that was fucking poetic. Even the uh, don't accept, don't even accept the it. even the principles of like you're in a bad position, like making a little bit of space and use that, even if it's just a slight amount of space, use that to, you know, like figure shit out, figure shit out, and get it get in a better position. Like even that sometimes would just get me through the day where I was like, look, if I can just fucking make it to the next six hours you know through the next six hours of this day like seriously it's it's it was totally personal to me Uh, i really you know like i i know that there's that whole other side of jujitsu where it's like the the competition scene and all that stuff for me it's completely personal and you know if if um for me i i have like those small victories you know i get caught a lot um but if you know, if I'm if I go in and I'm training like shit and I feel like shit and 
you're somebody who I normally like can't get past a certain guard or can't sweep or whatever. If I can sweep you once or pass, you know, that one weird guard that you have that always gives me trouble and, and I end up getting my ass kicked the rest of the class, I it's walk good out enough. of it. Yeah. I'm not walking out of class no matter how good or bad I do, feeling bad about myself. You know what's funny about that? I so. feel like uh and by the way, that was that was incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the, you true. encompassed what jujitsu is all about in that in the last like <laughs> three minutes of how you can like drag your jujitsu into your regular life, you know what I mean? And figure out your shit based on the things that you learn on the map. Be like, I don't have to you know, be a victim. I don't have to just give into this and accept the way that things are happening. Like I can, like, like things you said, may be going south, but it ain't right, over. But it's I can, not over. Like Pete said, I can make some fucking space right. and I can change things. And that it was just awesome, yeah. just amazing. Yeah, it's I mean true. that's that's what it's always been about for me. And I felt like like when you're, those days on your mount when think you know it's it's cyclical, right? Like you, your game is great and then it kind of dips and then it comes mm-hmm. back and it, and some days you can't you feel like you just can't make it work. And those days when you get racked, like, over and over and over and over, be it by people that you usually beat or people that you have hard roles with or people that always beat you and they beat you worse, those are the days when I drive home and I'm breathing the deepest. And I have that Zen moment, that jujitsu buzz that is that will carry me home and, and put me into a deep sleep once I get there. And it's like, it's almost better than the days... I mean, I like the days when everything's working, you know what I mean? You get sweeps you don't normally get, and everything times right, and that's all awesome. But that jujitsu buzz, it's, it's almost unbeatable when you just, there's nothing left in the tank, and you're going home and just being like, that's exactly what I needed today. Yeah, yeah. And I, I went through the whole thing of, uh, you know, early on, uh, because of work and my schedule and, and kids and all that stuff, I... I might make it in one class and then I wouldn't come in for three weeks and then I would get in twice and then I might not be able to get there for a month and a half or two months and then I would get in three classes and then I wouldn't be there for four months. As as my kids have gotten older now, I have a I can get there a lot more consistently. Right, right. Um, more recently, but I went through that whole thing where it's like, no, um, where I'm getting frustrated. I notice, you know, guys are getting better faster than I am um and I get frustrated and you're like you know maybe I should just fucking take a break or whatever and I remember talking to Jared one time about it I was like dude I'm it was almost like I plateaued and I was just like you know I'm just thinking about like I gotta take a break from it or something because I just feel like I'm at like a stalemate and I'm not getting any better and I'm I just feel like I actually felt like I was um uh going backwards at one point and he was like, "That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard you say." <laughs> and like, in in the way, so he sugarcoated. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. if anybody knows Jared, like, he don't hold back. You know, he, so he put a comforting blanket over. Yeah, so so stroked your head. No, but right. that's what you need. And then so, I get in my car and I'm driving back, and I'm like, "He's right. That was fucking stupid." So, you know, win or lose, I I want to be there. I want to train. I feel good that the fact that I'm in there and I'm on the mats and I'm training. If I get my ass kicked, you know, I don't want that to happen, but. It happens sometimes. So my goal is, you know, I don't need to be the greatest jujitsu guy. I want to be fucking 75 years old and still on still the match training. training. That's Man, my goal. Totally. Totally. So, Besides, the place where you train, not an easy place if you're going to walk in there trying to be a tough guy. No. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine it could go well there. No. It's, it's, it's crazy there. Like, I mean, and it was kind of the same at, at Port City today. 
you're you get a hard roll with everybody. It doesn't matter what belt it is. You know, you're you're going to get a you're going to get a, a hard fight with everyone in there. Thank you. That that means right a lot to us. Yeah. And it was just, you know it was the I mean? same uh, same here today. Yeah, I can't imagine being on the mats every night with you know you, Wilson, JT, Jared. I'd be like, ah. yeah. J- there, and JT was around a lot. You know, before he uh, he moved out to California. Right. Yeah, I remember like training with him in the afternoons, you know, during the week and stuff, and beating him up, showing him what for. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of guys down there that <laughs> you know you haven't heard of amazing. yet. If you've never rolled with him, I've his seen. Jiu-jitsu's amazing. It's so smooth. I've, ne- I've never rolled with him, but I've seen and you know a, a lot of guy. his. Yeah, super. I've met him a bunch of times, um, but I've seen him <laughs> compete so many times. Like, I there are very few people in the world that can hang with that kid. He is just. He's a stud. Yeah. He's a stud. Uh, what do you think brings that? What do you think that brings that out? I mean, uh, there's something special about certain places. Do you think it's as simple as just being led by a strong personality? No, I, I think it's a combination of of the environment, the teachers, your training partners, um, your abilities. Um, it's it's a combination of everything. I've never been physically gifted. We were talking about this earlier. I've right. never been physically gifted at anything. Like I grew up skateboarding. I uh, I still skate. Um, training jujitsu, like I never did any of that stuff before. It's it's always like even to this day, um, it's always a struggle for me. Right. But the fact, like the the act of pushing through that, even though it's hard for me to keep go, keep going to class, and you know keep pushing myself, I, I'm there to push myself. You know what I mean? And I walk out of there, win or lose. I know nobody. You know when I'm working, nobody on the street's going to push me that hard. <laughs> and that's I believe that oh I see what you're saying you're <laughs> saying that in when you're at the academy when you're training mm-hmm. you're gonna get pushed harder than even what you're yeah. dealing with in your regular yeah I don't think anybody on the street can push me as hard as those guys do that's a pretty cool perspective I haven't heard that perspective before Makes and if that saves my life one day, you know, then well, it's, yeah, then it's well, it all may have already it, saved you know your I mean? life. If it hasn't you know, already, yeah, because uh, you just it, haven't, it you haven't has. had to face it something. De- it definitely has, to, like professionally and personally. Yeah. So, talk to me about the uh, the early skate days. We we started right. to get to talk about this a little bit of lunch. Are you street skater or like like a half pipe or like what? What are you street? Yeah. Nice. 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 We're Jay, looking at Jay's not old pictures. All, all of us have a little bit of a skate background. Whoa, whoa. But I'm the I'm the no listen. Why you call out Jay all the time on, on his like not his skateboarding? No, uh, no, 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 Jay's no, no, not no. old. Jay's not smart enough. Jay's not big enough. Jay's Jay. not doggone it. No, I wasn't You're saying good that. enough. I'm showing a picture of and like people what, like you. Ron, check those brakes before you start up the car next time. What, what <laughs> skateboarding was like before before you guys came along. There was no <laughs> half pipe. There was before no Steve Caballero. Before Way before Steve, Steve Caballero, was the man. you're off by like Steve ten Caballero. years, buddy. I used to have some Vans, Steve Caballeros. They were awesome. <laughs> I have a pair in the hotel room. Nice, nice. Those are so cool. Do I they make two, them now? Like, yeah, yeah. No half way. caps. They're man, awesome. Yeah. Those were I have so two cool. boards in the back of my car too, but there's fucking snow everywhere. Yeah. Pete right. and I were talking about. Uh, it's too bad check, you didn't. Were you going to check out the streets here? Yeah, I, I mapped out a couple yeah. parks and a couple spots. There's actually a park right next to where we have you seen it? It's a big. Seen the big Pac-Man mural? There's a park across. Across the trees from oh, where yeah. our our academy is, dude. I would love to. Uh, do you have any video of your uh, your skating or anything like that? Uh, I mean, 
You don't have to show it to me now, but right. I'm like, yeah, I would I have, love to I have some stuff out. on my phone. You know, like now everybody's film, making video parts and shit. Like you have a selfie stick while don't. you're actually skating. No, but like That's everybody, lame. everybody uh, <laughs> is making video parts. So I got no, a, I got a, a whole crew of. Uh, I don't. I got a whole crew of older guys that are you know yeah. all have families and. Is there any similarities with like skateboarding and jujitsu? Totally. Yeah. You know? um, it hurts when you fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> God, God, seriously, pain comes when you make a mistake. Prob- probably the um, the biggest one for me is is that um, that like brotherhood, family type bond. So if I go, yeah, there's a we're looking at old skateboarder magazine covers I, I while met we're a talking. Whole bunch yeah, of those guys. In December, out in California, all yeah. the guys that are on these the covers of these. These are like the '70s kind of thing, right? When the, you know, I'm old enough to remember before there was an ollie. Like I never learned how to ollie. I, we'd do kickflips and we we do like you know the hand plan on the quarter pipe, but that's it. Yeah. Then like guys like Tony Hawk and shit came along, and ollies were like completely changed everything. So that was that. You yeah. Know? I had already kind of moved on. At that remember point. when guys started ollieing over cars? Yeah. Like Nottis and the fire hydrant or whatever. I think right. it was that. And he nollied the fire hydrant Nottis, and wheels of fire. Nottis was the man. Was the man. man. I was a big Nottis fan. Jeff Kendall. I like Jeff Kendall. Like Jeff Kendall. Santa Cruz and all the... You should see my Santa Cruz collection. Nice. All, all my uh, I, collection. Loved, uh, I have a sick collection. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But I did now love... You got to come back. You got to come back in this. I actually day. have... Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys remember Tom Knox. He was on Santa Cruz back in the day. No. Probably the best, um, like street and vert guy. Like he skated pools, skated skated half pipe, skated street, and he was like all terrain ripper guy. He was one of the best guys. I always wanted to skate pools, man. We never like you see pools, and I was like, man, I want to go to California and skate in pools. Like that just looked so awesome to me. I never, yeah. I got to do it like once or twice. Yeah, maybe, well, the pools in New Hampshire, not, not exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, you're not, not really. Although, none of the skating. Uh, although, in New I know Hampshire you, you, you may not time. be hip to that, but Rye Airfield has, I've heard, a, right. Listen, has a wooden well, cloverleaf. Is that, so, is that a Nautis Cooper's board right no, now? No, that's, 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 that's one of Tom's models. <clears throat> so, for those who don't know, Tom is also a black belt in jiu jitsu. Ah, yeah. I knew you were going to find someone. We were yeah. talking about this before, yeah. He, uh, he owns Elite Team by saying he's a black belt under Clever. Nice. Um, He's young to be still a black skates. Belt, huh? He he just yeah. had a, a new model come out. Hold um, on, let's figure out. Holy, couple months I'm just ago. Looking at pictures, yeah. Yeah, please do. But the so, last time I was on a skateboard was like a longboard. So we're looking I at we're, we're looking at a right picture of uh, of Tom Knox's Santa fire pit. Yeah. yeah, his oh, fire yeah. pit deck. And that is sick. I he I actually I have one of these. I have three of his decks. I sent two of them out to him. I messaged so him on not Facebook. Just trip across that. And I said, uh, I said, <laughs> you know, like I, I told him. Actually, one of the guys that trained at his school now trains with us, uh, Big Tony. So I said, he hey, has a school. Yeah, yeah. And I say, do you know what it's called? Elite team. Oh, elite team. Okay, good. So I messaged him on Facebook. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm in uh, training Philly. Tony just started training with us or whatever. I'm also a skateboarder. I said I, I have two, two decks. Uh, you know, would you mind if I send them to you? Could you sign them for me? So he did it. I shipped them out to him. He signed them, sent them back to me. So oh, that's, that's so sweet. awesome. Yeah. yeah. What was the first awesome. skateboard you had? You know, <sighs> mine was a vision. What, I had a vision. A vision. Was it Gator? Skate- no, not the Gator. Isn't that isn't Gator in jail? 
Yeah, some. Yeah, there, right? there's a, I heard that he was. Or yeah, Lance Mountain. No, but Gators, Lance Mountain's not. Gator Gowski, right? He he uh, killed his girlfriend. Yeah. and dumped their body in a yeah. surfboard bag. Oh, that is the one. <laughs> I had like the vision psycho or whatever. It yeah. was like. So there, there's a company that lame. just uh, a Pulling lot of the companies cool are at the time. A lot of the companies are reissuing the old boards for collectors and stuff. <clears throat> there's a company that did a board that's the graphic. Of the Vision Gator, no way. But instead of Vision Gator, oh yeah, that there is, is it. it. Yeah, Vision that's Psycho. psycho. Yeah, that's instead what of saying Vision Gator, it says Lady Killer. Ooh, Jesus, that's pretty sick. Damn, uh, it's a little intense. It yeah. is intense. That's walking a fine line right there. Jesus. But getting back to skateboarding <laughs> and jujitsu, like when, when you're a skater and you go someplace, you're in a new town or whatever, and you see another person and. They're, they're a skateboarder. You're like, oh, you skate? Uh, yeah, I skate too. And you're like, there's instant, there's a bond there. And I think the same thing is is true with jujitsu. It was funny walking around. I, I'm probably, the, of all you guys, I'm the latest into the jujitsu. I'm the freshest to it. And we're walking around. I've never been to an MMA show or whatever. And last night, like, I'm going to walk around, like, looking for where George is. And you know, like, it's you hard just, to see me because I'm it's so just, short. It's just so funny. Yeah, you're always playing for the cute thing. Oh, I never know. George is very cute. Yeah, He's yeah. like a little cute guy. Um, Gonna love him and hug him. <laughs> and I'll name George. him George. Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? <laughs> and I'm walking through the MMA. And it's like what you're saying. It's like either you go back and forth between, yo, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like you had this instant, like everybody knows who trains. And then all the other dudes are like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, yeah, fuck you. Like, no one's saying anything, but you're walking along like you're walking and like, like, Jesus, guys, I'm just yeah. walking over here, buddy. But you're right. You can kind of instantly tell. It's a cultural who trains, experience. Right. Just like, yeah. just like, a skin. yeah, it's like when you find some, when you find out somebody else trains, you're like, you're bros. Right. That's it. You know, what's funny about that is when you're sitting and you're, you're actually talking about jujitsu, not about like, you know. I love to talk about like who's where and like you know what kind of things like where jujitsu is going. That's like my, not like necessarily who's competing and that kind of thing, but like the game has changed so much over the years. I mean, there's not more than a handful of techniques like when I first started training, but um, when two guys are talking about jujitsu, it's like, hey man, you know when like you're on top and your knee <coughs> on stomach and the right hand's grabbing the left hand, you got your left hand in the collar and like it's a different language. Like if you don't know jujitsu. You can't follow that shit at all. It's like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. And it's, and it's I get caught sometimes. My wife will be like, enough. No more <laughs> enough of the details. Talk. Can we talk about something interesting? It's yeah. almost like a cult. It's a good cult, but is, we're in a cult. It is a cult. It's a good one, though. Well, I saw a friend who I haven't seen in probably six years or so, a guy, old judo friend. Actually, you, you know who he is. Uh, uh, George and it's like he's like oh dude we gotta go out to dinner right so it's cool so you know I happen to be driving his direction because I was on this gig and all this kind of stuff and and I ended up meeting him for dinner right and it's like you get done and you're like that was great when am I gonna just fucking kick your ass right now because it has to happen right like this is stupid <laughs> right like it's good it's just like you're just instantly destined to to have a war and find out who's no oh, and you know when you're going with a judo guy he's bringing it well, I was going to. He's kick got the eye. key eye when no he chance. goes for the he's jelly no roll. He's bringing he it. Chances, no chance there. He's bringing no it. There. No, my buddy's going down. So you going to Kesuka Tommy? Yeah, that's right. Kesuka Tommy. Hold you for twenty seconds. Oh, Garaito Kesuka Tommy. So, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. No, no questions. Where do you, Where do you think jujitsu is going? Ah, uh, man, that's a tough question. Like I. I 
here's where I, I think we'll, you know, we're all, you, if, if you look at the, when the birth of jujitsu really was, it was less than a hundred years ago. Right. So this thing is, in my opinion, like the way I think about it, it's in its infancy. It can like, this thing can go in a hundred different directions. You look at competitions today and I'm kind of, it gets me nervous because a lot of guys, great jujitsu that works on the mats all the time is becoming not effective in a street perspective. But then there's guys that are protecting the street or so they say, I'm not going to name names. They're saying, hey, I'm, I only teach the street effective jujitsu. And then, you know, but they never compete. You never see them show what they're doing. They don't fight. And so I feel like we're in this, you know, jujitsu will always be fine because, the, you know, in my opinion, when, when you go and train, we're training for the counter to the counter to the counter to the counter. But on the street, the first move works. And so I think jujitsu will always have street effectiveness. Uh, but based on what I see at competitions, so I'm not saying anybody's doing anything wrong. Like these guys are stud fanatics, you know what I mean? But I don't, <coughs> I think that there's a problem when every guy competing at certain belt levels and certain weights are barambolowing the first check chance they get, you know, taking the back and standing up or like, you know, really like sweeping a guy and then trying to get to the feet so we can pull guard and sweep the guy again. I mean, that's not jujitsu. And I think that. Guys like Keenan Cornelius, as an example, have, or Andre Galvao, have figured it out that, hey, man, let's, let's get back to the roads. Keenan used to pull guard every time, every time. Now he's now, wrestling. Now he's wrestling. wrestling, taking guys down, being on top, making guys miserable and passing guards. I think that's the, where the, the, the direction jiu-jitsu needs to go in. But I'm worried about what I see in competitions because I think we're all caretakers of jiu-jitsu, and like, we have to... That's why it's not cool when guys put on the wrong belts, and it's not cool when someone's re misrepresenting who they are. Right. You know what I mean? I, f I feel like we are doing a good job of being custodians of jiu-jitsu and caretakers of jiu-jitsu, but when I see that, I'm like... It's kind of like Chris Howder talks about it. You know what I mean? He's like... What does he say? He says a lot, man. No, think... Uh, think street, train, get, sport, practice, later. art. Right. By yeah. local. I right. add to that. Did I added that buy too. Local Sorry. Soap. Buy local soap. Jesus. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you think? You're I mean, fired. <laughs> it, was a lead, it was kind of a leading question. I don't know. Am I going to get like... Well, a, I mean, do you... I mean, are competitions jujitsu? I mean, I, I, those are two different things, right? You're talking about com competition jujitsu, where everybody's butt scooting and marimboloing, but do you separate the two or do you not? See, for... I mean, for me, because mm -hmm. I was never into the competition style, like the, the whole competition scene... For me, it's 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 about um, you know I don't really when I'm training I, I don't really I'm not thinking points in my head I'm no, thinking you know I'm thinking submission I'm thinking controlling people you know what I mean because when I use it at work or if I have to use it um, in my personal I've had a couple couple instances uh, when I wasn't working where I had to use it um, but that's where my mind's at you know what I mean so. I, I think if like you know if you're if you're going inverted on the street you're gonna get your face done. <laughs> no question. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> fun to do on the mat. Yeah, and and the other thing too is when I'm working, you know, it's a lot of times you have other people there, so you're trying to you know use jujitsu to control somebody, but you also it's difficult because you have other people's hands involved. You might get a bottle to the back of the head or whatever. Or, you know, or I mean, you're worrying a about Dutch that. Rub. But, you but hit even the ground, if it's you get like, a Dutch rub. 
I don't know <laughs> what that is, but it doesn't sound Dutch good. Ru- you talking about the Dutch rudder? Yeah. <laughs> you know about the Dutch Same. rudder? I don't, I don't think I'm going to look that minute, up. Wait a minute, wait I'm a minute, wait a minute. I'm not going to... I usually look up what you guys are talking about this while we're talking. I'm not looking said. this up. It's this, a new jujitsu technique. The Dutch rudder... This might be one I've never. You gotta have to elaborate. All right, Just here we you, go. YouTube Dutch Rudder. There's a video. Jesus. <laughs> a it's video. From, it's from a movie. You ever think that jujitsu would split off into three or some different things, and there's like different, you know, I don't know if it becomes a different name or you know, like sport jujitsu goes off and becomes something, <laughs> and like. I'm no, sorry, no, 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 I, no, no, I'm sorry, I, I, I looked it up, I'm oh, you sorry. Got <laughs> Are you gonna, do you want to talk about it? Do you want to give a description? Here, no, you, you can, this is I more mean, your kind of thing, right? I'm sorry, uh, George, I, I, I thought stopped that's what your shit. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, man. Oh, it's the greatest ever. You, well, you gotta, okay, now you really don't think anybody listening is going to... I'm not even looking at the video. <laughs> I don't think it's I need to a, see that video. I just, went, I just went an Urban Dictionary on it's, that shit it's and not called a, it It's not day. a video where it's being demonstrated. It's a video where it's being explained. Here's what I would like to say. It's awesome. The example given, the example sentence is... And I read. Snack Cake gave Tonkin a Dutch rudder. Because they are two <laughs> freaky people who like to try new things. Uh, you got to YouTube search Dutch rudder. So and, and listen to the explanation. The, the but, technology. Yeah, but but for me, you know, I don't I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the competition side, and um, I train in the gi mostly. Um, I like no gi. <laughs> I love and I can't get away from He can't that. handle this. Go go off to the side and watch the video. I'm not watching the video. Don't go back in the booth though. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I train in the gi mostly and Yeah, and I, I do no gi when I can. I actually like training no gi a lot more because I think it helps uh you know in tra- doing the transitions Speed and stuff and like transitions that. Yeah, yeah. a little athleticism and but get just, used to Yeah, but just because my um my schedule is lends more to me making the gi classes. Um, but it's also good because if I'm at work, I'm on the street, you know, I, you're, I'm using, you're using people's clothing against them. Right. You and know it, what I mean? That is, there, there is a, people don't, I, I hear that all the time. Like, Oh, you're training the gi. That's not realistic. I'm like, try being in Portsmouth in January. You don't bro. wear a jacket. Be like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I could be tempted to pull guard on this moron. Like there's so many grips. I don't even know where to start. You know what yeah. I mean? It, there, there is realism. I think what the gi does. You took them out with their infinity scarf. I do. Yeah. Agree, I do agree. I think. I Whatever think that, that is, you should I get choked that, for wearing you know, it. Uh, the Gracie Baja guys always talk about how it's important to learn in the gi so that you can establish great technique. And you can do no gi, and that's fine. But establish your technique in the gi and make sure that you're training in the gi to make yourself more technical. I believe that that's true, and that works. Um, but. My my comment on my comment on what I see in competitions is, is not my experience <coughs> with jujitsu. My experience with jujitsu is, you know, I, I I dig the spiritual side of jujitsu. I like what it does for me. That's what I do. You know, Roberto. I don't know how many times on this podcast I've said this, but Roberto always told me like, you know, it's like most people come here and they like to train. It's like you have to train. <laughs> you're not the same person when you're not training. You like, you know, I act different, feel different, and and. Jiu-jitsu is important for me like that. And I guess, you know, when you ask me that question, like, where do you think jujitsu is going? And it's like, boy, that's really interesting because we're so young. You know what I mean? When we started training, when you think about that, there was a couple handfuls of techniques, and that was about it. And since then, we've grown by thousands of techniques. 
Do you think it was easier to learn how to do jujitsu then than it is now? Even though now you have, so now you have all these techniques, but all these resources like YouTube, blah blah blah, all these things, books. Back in the day, you didn't have all those resources, but there also wasn't right. But those were hard to get. I think a while ago. I'm deferring to Pete. Pete, what do you think? Like, can people get like blown away by the vastness of? Jiu-jitsu? Well, there's pornos I'm, of people doing jujitsu, and if you're not interested in seeing that, I don't even know what there is to look at. I mean, I, I'm still, I've been training now always, for like always uh, informative. This podcast, always, <laughs> always learning something. Sorry, I did, I, I've did never, I say that out loud? I've, I've never loud. Googled that, but you okay, did. you did. <laughs> Apparently, Google, Google that and Dutch rudder, and you'll no. be good. <laughs> you have material for tonight. No, BJJ Dutch rudder porn. Yeah. No, there's got to be a video. I, I, even I have a line. Go ahead. But uh, I mean, I'm, I've been training nuts. now for right, almost right. 16 years, and I'm still amazed by the vastness of it. Like, one of the one of the unique things about jujitsu is you're never going to get to the like. There's no end of it. You're never going right. to get to the end where like you you figured it all out and you right. know all the techniques because it changes so much, and it's always progressing. Um, you know, you're never going to get to the end of it. The journey is the destination, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the joy is in the journey. But I think yeah. that, that I, I mean I, and I think that's what is builds that another you another Dutch rudder thing. It's, it's deep. I think deep the journey thoughts. builds you like makes you a better person. Like that's what builds your character. I agree. You know, I mean, it's not the techniques, it's the journey. It's it's going through all that shit and you know, making it through those times where you you know, you feel like quitting or you're frustrated or you're tired and you don't feel like training but you make yourself go to class anyway or you had a shitty day and you know, all you want to do is sit in a dark room in your house and, and you push yourself to. Well, to there's get something out there, about you know? this. We've talked about it in other podcasts, like where you have the that experience. You know, you have your own personal reflection on what's going on. You know, this is a shitty time. I don't even fucking want to go to class. And you go and you walk out energized and you get this really positive thing, which I'm sure can happen from a number of different types of exercise. But. This one's a little different because I know there's people that if, sweating in your face, right? Well, well, no, but if, yeah. but if I really, <laughs> if I really want to whine about it, I can't because the dude I'm rolling with has got the same fucking problems. They're just may, they may not line up, may not be you know a relationship or finances or whatever it is or you know past abuse or whatever. They have their own shit. Like everybody doesn't whine together. It's not the same right. shit. You know what I mean? But, but it's, it's kind of the shit. same shit. It's, they're just their it's shit. It's their shit. And the yeah. thing is, so you're not going running and coming home feeling like, yeah, I just did 10 miles. You're coming home going, I just suffered whatever that suffering was but with I, other people that fucking understand. And the cool thing is, you don't talk about <laughs> my, it. My buddies <laughs> kicked the shit out of me for an hour and a half. Yeah, and but it's not like, awesome. yeah, right. But it's not like you know they're I mean? all like, you know, rich guys having a great time and you're the one depressed guy. It's not everybody's Because you're a mailman or something well, or this, some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, you know everybody I mean? seems to have a story. I'm not saying they're all equal or whatever, which is why it's so fucking frustrating to roll with these fucking 15 year olds that kick my ass. But, that's a separate issue. The point is that it's well, like we should talk about. Did that, you say no? Did you say fifty-year-olds? Fifteen. I think I heard. I, 50. I think where we we were talking about that last night, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm in my forties, and you know, got kids and grandkids and all that stuff. So rolling with with a lot of the younger guys that are like training twice a day, every day of the week. 
you know, it, it's good. It's, it's great for them that they're, you know, so technical and they're so good and they get so good fast. But, you know, I, I think to myself, like, you know, come back and talk to me when you're in your forties and, you know, you have a full-time job and, and a family that kids you're supporting and, and, and kids. Are you and, even going to be training? And uh, Yeah. 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 I'm, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm just, I'm still able to train. That you, you know last, I mean? right? Yeah. Like, I think that's a big part of what it is. It's like, I last. Yeah, and even though I'm making jokes about it, even that 15-year-old kid, even though as real adults, we know what they're dealing with really isn't as deep as what they think it is, they still are. It's just as real to them as it is to us. Yeah, and, and you know, rolling with those guys that are like phenoms and much younger, um, you know, you, you walk off the map with, with training with those guys and you're like fucking, like, nobody's going to be able to push me like that, you know, like in right. out there in the street, you know, like in outside the jujitsu world, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, really you're fighting. I mean, think about it. If you go, say you're training for 15 years and, and you go to class three times a week and you do, you know, six, six minute matches, you know, per class, I mean, multiply that by, you know, 15 years worth of three times a week of that. I mean, that's a lot of fucking times you've, you're getting into a fight. Oh, hell yeah. You know? But it's it's funny. You kind of... Maybe you hit on something, I, I guess. Tell me if you if you guys think I'm off on this. But I think maybe you kind of explained... You kind of explained the ego thing a little bit right there. Like, it's easy to go to class, inside class go, that dude's beating me. I'm pissed. I got to figure out a way to get that dude back. And then when I get that dude back, my world will be fine again. But what you're saying is if you just kind of transport that out to regular life, too... Isn't that that's kind of the definition of ego, right? Like I'm in there. Yeah, that dude got me, but let's just take a step back. We're all getting better. Well, tomorrow I'm not right. going to be at the Jiu-Jitsu Academy and I am still walking the streets with this power. Like that is it's kind of the definition of what we call about what we talk about ego because it's never really ego. It's kind of like pride and ego stuck together, right? Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I agree. That's a really cool I mean, way of looking at it. How many people <laughs> actually apply it outside? I mean, you're forced to, right? Because of the way it's your gig. It's like your it's your job. But, you know, a lot of the guys at the academy are just like, when they go to the academy, they put the academy hat on, and you're like, all right, I owe that dude an, an ass woman. I, you know, this guy got me. I just got to... But you're right. If you can transport that out into the real world, <laughs> all of a sudden, all those guys are just my brothers and... Yeah, they're all that, awesome, that, yeah. You know, are, even if are, I owe two of them, their sole purpose is and, making you better, right? And and to, but you can't I, anybody that says, "Oh, I roll with no ego," is a fucking there's some liar. Ego. That's there my point. That's ego. my point. Yeah, nobody wants to get curb stomped every time they step on the mat, and there is some pride in, in protecting yourself. Yeah, you know what but, I mean. But Which, again, but then fighting that is part. That's all part of the process too. That every day, better, right? Every you know? time you get on the mat, it's like be humble, man. Be yeah, humble. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and that's an important part of it, I think. To me, it is. It's, and it's easy when you roll you for know? three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, you know, it is humbling. <laughs> my mentality when, when I train is, um, is I'm not, you know, um, the, the guy that's, you know, killing everybody in class and, you know, nobody can deal with them. I'm not walking in like, I'm going to fucking, I, I got to kill this guy today. I'm walking in like... You know, I usually can't hit this sweep on you. If I can hit that sweep on you at least one once tonight, that's a that's a win for me. Or I can, you know, I, I this right. guy submits me with this one thing, and I and I can't 
you know, I can't figure out how to defend it or get out of it. And if I get out of it, that, you it's know, one class, it's a win. So, Well, there's another, like I said, it's, a, it's kind of an encapsulation of another phrase. Like we like to go, well, you just want to get 1% better, which of course is bullshit because then you'd have more than 100%. But 1% better, right? No, but I mean, what you're talking about is exactly, like, what we, does that actually we, mean? Do we need to vote again? <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch maybe. what you wish for. Maybe. <laughs> It's no, but I mean, what you know, that is one percent better. Not I'm going to get one percent better today, which really doesn't really mean anything other than I posted something on my fucking Facebook. But that's one percent better, right? That's, I mean, that's, if I can hit the sweep on this guy who I can't normally do it, then I did. That is one percent. And even breaking it down a lot more basic than that, just fucking getting the class yeah. and right. and getting on the mat right. when you really. Don't want to be there. Same thing. How many for times whatever, have you that? For right. whatever, you know, for whatever reason, whatever happened in your day or whatever is going on in your life, just the fact that you walk in those doors and 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 get on the mats with those guys where you know totally. You know, you're you're going to be f- battling for the next 45 minutes or whatever and you just had like the fucking shittiest day and you got all this shit going on in your life that you can't deal with. You know, I mean, I, that takes a lot in and of itself just to get there. Making the decision to show up. And I think that's what, you know, and I have a, a more a broader question at the end of this, but it is, you know, making the decision to show up. And once you do show up, it's not about who you're who you're rolling with or like, it is. I mean, because we do we do show up to hang out with our friends. You know what I mean? On the map. Yeah, for like, sure. Um, like, I mean, those guys are our brothers and girls are our brothers. Like we go to show up, that's our community. That's our thing. Then it's special. And so we protect it. But, um, you know, you're also challenging yourself every time, especially on those days where you don't want to be there. And you're like, I'm not going to give in. I have to, I want to show up today. And like, I'm not just going to let the guard pass. I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to accept it. Like you were saying, like, and that's the trick is like, is, is just not giving up. And and I, I always think about, like, you know, when once you, you know, Pete, like, you've been around for a ton. You've seen so many people show up and quit. And the Gracie Baja guys are, you know, propagating this idea that there's jujitsu for everyone, right? Jujitsu's for everyone. And, I, and I'm trying to think whether or not that's true. Like, I, I thought that everybody can come on the mat and everybody can learn jujitsu and everyone can be part <coughs> of jujitsu. And... I don't. I don't know if I'm so sure about it anymore. I feel like maybe certain people aren't cut out for jujitsu. Like they're not. Maybe this isn't for you. You know what I mean? And I really struggle with this all the time, especially as an academy owner. And like, I. This is a concept that I'm constantly struggling with. Like, is jujitsu for everyone? Well, like, what do you think? What and what do you think about that idea? It's for everyone except Ron. <laughs> I leave for one. No, no, everything's, everything's <laughs> cool, Ron. Don't worry. No, it's all right. It's not who's good, who's left, right? Come on, Ron. You gotta be translucent. In these things. Dead air, dead air. That's all I hear. Dead air. Because we were thinking about things. Because I gave you fucking candy. That's what happened. So everybody um, knows I brought the Hershey's milk chocolate over, and of course everybody all of a sudden goes for it at the same hungry. time. And there's good bars in there. I mean, it's it's there for everyone. <laughs> it's available, but you can always tell. At least I always could, and, and I and I, I think you guys would agree. You can always tell when people come in. You can always tell that they're not going to be there long. 
right from just their personality um you know just the way they conduct themselves you can tell like this person's not going to be here long we're going to see them a couple classes maybe a couple months maybe to blue belt level and and then they're going to fall off the face of the earth right you know just there's a i think there's a certain um you have to have a certain personality for it right you know and if you're somebody who's egotistical and and um you know not a humble person i i really think that it's jujitsu will weed you out right because you'll get you'll, you'll you'll get your ego attacked so badly because it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go right those big tough guys like that show up it wasn't me because i was never a big tough guy like so i was not the guy walking onto the mat saying thinking i can bully people around but we've all seen it happen it just doesn't go down like that yeah you find out real quick that that's not the way that this is going to go right and you know, and, and those people do get weeded out. And you know what the funny thing is, too, is that people talk about it, it, about everyone talks about their work and they talk about not taking it personally. And when someone quits, that's super personal to me. And I'm like, why? Like like you said, like get to a blue belt or a purple belt level and stop training. And I know life gets in the way and things, priorities change. But it's like you've made such an investment in this and you're like, close to really getting it and really like making a discovery about yourself and then you fucking quit and I it is Did you ever personal. quit for any period of time you know what I mean like were there times <laughs> where you quit I mean I've come home and thrown the gi in the garbage but then I show up the next day I don't know what happens with a garbage house. smelling gi <laughs> with the garbage gi I mean I could you know but it like it's a white a belt question, or whatever though. you know did you Jay have you ever taken time off um I mean, you didn't with the knee surgery. No, just yes or no. Hey, didn't we have an agreement about this? The wife's over on the couch. We talked about this. Sorry. I got excited. What you mean Again. to say is I took plenty of time you off. You took a lot of time off, but you still came and I didn't see him when told he me. And by the way, it was the magic healing of jujitsu for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much time I've really taken off. I'm not like, talking about injury time. You know, just, um, did you walk away from it? No. No. Never. Never from no, I need jujitsu too much to do that. Yeah, I, I never did either. Like, I don't think I could ever do that. And like you, I mean, I'm still hung up on what you said earlier about like training when you're 75. And I have, we talk about the ego part. <coughs> and I'm interested to see what, you, you know, you have to say about that, about this, because there is a part of that ego thing. It's like, well, I was talking about rolling with Jimmy or Derek or like those guys that I got my black belt with. I don't, I'm 38 years old. It's, I'm not the youngest guy. I'm not the oldest guy, but it's hard to train hard and come back the next day and train again and like get your neck wrenched and like, I'm like, you go home sore. And, but I can't, I just, when we're training hard, I'm like, I just can't give it up. And I wonder sometimes what I'm trading that for. What does that mean? Like, does this mean like I'm, um, you know, I'm hurting my neck. I'm like still inverting at 38 because it's fun. I like it's fresh. It's different. Like I liked it. But does this mean like I'm hurting myself so that when I'm 75, I won't be training? Are you in a good, are you in a decent mood? Can I ask you a hard question or what I think might be a hard question? It's been a long day. <sighs> All right, go for it. If you can't beat the shit out of everybody in the class, are you going to quit? 
not quit. Are you going to walk away? Are you going to figure out a different way to deal with it? No, never. I guess that's that's the question. Because like, when you're 75, it's probable that while you have the technique, I'm not going to be tapping everybody. No, but you're going to have the technique <laughs> to do it. Now. But you're just not going to be tapping everybody. I'm not doing that now. Yeah, I'm not calling you out. I'm just. You know saying. what I mean? That's the thing. Is that is that <coughs> is that? But my spirit wants me to roll hard. And not give it up, and fight it, and fight it, and fight it, and fight it. And Jesus, fight I think it. The, the, you're just giving us a T-shirt. Do not accept. It's Do not like, accept. Yeah, but I'm, I'm getting a little I, emotional about like, that, brother. That's a I that's was, a I strong was a word, man. Um, Jeez, man. I I literally could hear his voice in my head screaming. Yeah, it's, it's not our T-shirt; it's his. But wow, yeah. I don't think because I'm ever gonna forget that. Ever. Ooh, emotional silence, people. Wow. Emotional wow. silence. Wow. A little emotional silence there. Hey, George, right. this is your cue, buddy. Go for you it. You want me to talk about <laughs> me? Because I'm dying to talk about me. I love... You got it right. You got it right. Um, never quit. One Never went home like when you were white belt thinking, man, I'm fucking done with this shit. Like, you had to think that at one point at least, right? And said, fuck this. You know what's funny? I think about... Obviously, I have. It, it wasn't jujitsu, but I think about the things that I have quit. I like go back to my childhood. I like I quit baseball because I couldn't hit. You know, I could never throw <laughs> football really well when I was a kid, and I went back to those things. And my wife can attest to this. I went back to those things, and I'm not the, like the perfect human being. I'm like a, a piece of shit. But <laughs> but uh, I went back to those things after look, you're doing jujitsu. Listen, you're a ginger. It doesn't mean you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? It kind of does. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> but I went back to, like, I went back. To, it's funny. I went back to those things after I had been training jujitsu, like I was, like, purple belt and brown belt level. And guess what? I went to the batting cage every day for, like, a summer and learned how to hit a baseball. And I learned how to throw a football. And, like, I did, I did those things. And I think jujitsu taught me to do those things. That's you know, to go and fight back for those things yeah, that I gave up on. Definitely. Before. Without yeah. a doubt. I, when I was a kid, I had. Uh, Tons of talent athletically. Like, I could play every sport. I find that very hard yeah, to believe. Yeah, I know. I could play. I was. I, I want to push you off your chair. Yeah. No, I was that guy, man. But everything, everything was hard for me. I, didn't, I, was, I could play whatever sport, whatever thing it was. Take his lunch, like, maybe. No practice. <laughs> I just woke up and could do it. But, like, my dad would always be like, practice, Anus. practice, practice. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Practice? Look, luckily, he's only four feet tall. We don't need <laughs> practice. If he was if seven feet tall, it would be a problem. You guys need a visual. George needs a booster chair. <laughs> I do. I sit on a phone book. <laughs> but when things got hard, man, I'd quit. I quit when I was like... And so I quit playing sports when, when it was expected that I had to work to be better than people. And so I'd quit. And that's what jujitsu was giving me. Like, it gets hard. And I'm like, fuck this. But then I don't quit, and I keep going. And then it gets harder, and I get pissed, and I'm like, Let's go to the steam room for a while. I go in the steam room and think about <laughs> it. See old guys' balls. Oh, man, I do. I look, oh, and then I'm like, well, it's there. not that bad. I mean, Dude, I got to apologize for our for our, our locker room. It's, well, you it's, do and you don't. It, the, we do have like this. You can take a great shower. You got saunas. You got hot. All of this really cool stuff. But there Here's are the old, really old but dudes. But there's the really there's something dudes, wrong yeah. <laughs> with coming out of the shower and not putting a towel on. Yeah, dude. And going into the shitter or into the uh, urinal with no towel, <coughs> soaking wet out of the shower. It's a strange taking a process. shit and coming out washing your hands naked. Yeah. And like, there's something so wrong with that. Uh, the, the point that Jay's making is not that we don't weird. do this, but many old dudes yeah. do. 
They no. do. Jay, I no. guarantee you you're going to do this when you're 75. There's no way. There you're going to no put way. you're going to put pants on in order to wash your hands when you're 75. No, what I do is I I or go to the shower. I look. This is a normal person <laughs> thing. You got the towel. Like, you shower, yourself, dude. Man. You dry off. You put your clothes on. You get yourself assembled. Then you go take your shit. You don't walk around in the bathroom <laughs> completely bread, fucking I'm naked. I'm trying to breadcrumb you down like, into I'm hell right now. I'm fully dressed. Like I show up at six a.m. and my sweatpants and my sweatshirt, and I go to take a piss before I teach class. And there's naked guys in the urinal next to me. That's wrong. <laughs> It's wrong. Shaving. <laughs> Shaving. Naked, dude. It's bad like, naked. Put some fucking clothes bad on, Bad naked. Brother. Shaving. Come on. Or towel. You got or, a towel. Dude, put the towel think on. about the, the up and down, the vibration <laughs> of putting on deodorant when you're naked. <laughs> I don't need to see that on 80-year-olds. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're all imagining it now. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Well, what was I going to teach today? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> okay, lasso guard. <laughs> <laughs> we can get off of... Old naked people. Can now? we go back to jujitsu versus the world now? That's uh, uh, time. Oh, yeah. It's all, time. all joking aside, uh, could you bring us up to speed? What's happening is there's a documentary, right? My yes. wife is great, by the way. It's called She's ju- the best. It's called yeah, Jujitsu nice. versus the world. Mean. It's <laughs> called Jujitsu for the who? Who do you know who's putting this together? You want me to look it up or eat films? You know, yeah, eat yeah, films. Okay. Can I think you, it comes out uh, tomorrow, Sunday. Oh really? Oh, yeah. fantastic! What's where? Where's tomorrow, it going to be released? Tomorrow's date. You can get it like digital right now or something. February seventh. Let's, let's make sure we got the. I'll get all the information for yeah, you. Yeah, it comes guys out right. tomorrow, February seventh. If Halleck oh, it's an Indiegogo thing. If Gracie isn't cool. already charging all of your credit cards. No, it's nothing okay. to do with that. It's not. It's not. Uh, I think these guys are like English guys. Eat films. They uh, they they already made a film. And it was like roll Southern California, and they traveled around Southern California and talked to Howder. Talked to Solo, talked to a whole bunch of guys, and it was a good. It was like a probably two years. These ago, are the I think. same people that did uh, the Roll documentary, yeah. which is absolutely cool. I so mean, that that's a really amazing. strong documentary. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm looking I, it I up while you guys the, are talking. Roll and Arte Suave were like the thing I really wanted to good. watch over and over again. Yeah, just I'm just like to say it. So these guys made I'm, I'm made a new one. Yeah. They tra- what, so do they travel can, do you all know, over the country? Do you understand? Do you know like the press is? Do you understand what it's about and all that kind of stuff? Or do you want me to look that up? Or I know you have a part in it, right? In other words, they interviewed you. Yeah, right? they interviewed me. What did they interview about you about? Uh, just how um, you know, basically using jujitsu in life. Would well, you mind me asking? So why did they go to you in particular? Because what what did you bring to the film? Um, why do you think they came to you? Were they more professional than this podcast? Nothing is more. They were professional awesome guys. They were awesome podcast. guys. Uh, Tone from Show Your Roll was there. Great dude, and, and the uh, guys from uh, London, nice. from E Films. <coughs> so I, I had had an incident, um, where it was like eight o'clock in the morning, and there was a guy laying in the street, and. There was medics uh, coming to respond to it, and I was, like, literally around the corner from it. And there was no police cars around, and I wasn't in a regular, like, I wasn't in a marked car, and I wasn't in uniform. Um, So I was a half a block away, and because of the time and kind of the way they described how the guy was in the middle of the street, I assumed it was probably PCP-related. Yeah. So I pulled onto the street, and... um, Basically, just to like almost like back them up in case something happened because there was the there was no police car there yet. 
And uh, the guy this was is like, eight in the morning, right? Yeah, eight o'clock in the morning on a. It was it was during the week. So the guy's in the middle of the street. He's staring off in the space and kind of like like roll, sitting there, like no, sitting down laying, No, he was yeah. on his back yeah. and just like. Uh, if you've ever seen anybody high on PCP, it's they're it's like that thousand yard stare. I mean, yeah. they're 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 looking at you, but they're looking right through you. And so he's kind of staring off in the sky. His hands are all bloody. His knuckles, his hands, everything's cut up. Neighbors are saying that that he was high. He was like punching the cars and punching houses. He thought he was being attacked by giant insects and stuff. Jesus. So when we pull up, he's like just laying in the middle of the street. So they're trying to, the medics are trying to see what's up with him, and they pretty much knew what, what was up with, you know, that he was on PCP. So he's being kind of docile and, like, not saying anything. So they try to, they tell him, like, you know, we're going to sit you up. They just wanted to get him kind of out of the street and get him on a stretcher, and, you know, the hospital was literally, like, three blocks away from where we were. Right. And as soon as they sit him up, man, he springs up like uh like almost like flipping a light switch and swinging like there was no tomorrow. Just at anybody. A- any, I mean, the somebody that's on PCP that's violent, the look in their eyes is uh, unforgettable. I don't think he realized what was going on. I mean, you know, he's looking at you, but God knows what they're actually seeing, you know. But he's swinging. There's two medics and me and another guy uh, that pulled up afterwards. And immediately get him off his feet, and he um, he was kind of short and stocky. He was really really strong, and when we get him off his feet, his he locks all of his muscles out. I mean, like solid. His we couldn't move his arms. He wouldn't obviously wouldn't put his hands behind his back. But I don't even think he understood. Like we were telling him to so put like his hands behind his back. Rigor mortis or whatever. Yeah, like but planking, I, like, but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I don't, you know, God knows whether he even could understand what we were saying. Um, cause he was so high, but fact was at this point now, he's got to get handcuffed for his safety and for ours. And, um, so I ended up, I'm behind him and, uh, I locked a Kimura grip on his arm on the, the arm that was facing up and basically stepped around to the front. But I also have the other guys trying to deal with his other hand. So like there's everybody else's hands are kind of in the mix. So I'm like, I'm trying to step over. He was trying to bite anything that got near Jesus. his mouth was trying to bite us. <laughs> so like, try, he was trying to, trying to bite our legs, our hands, anything that went near his mouth, he was trying to bite. And, um, so it, you know, I locked it in and stepped over and got his one arm behind his back and told the other guys, just, you know, worry about it, getting his other arm. I wasn't going to let that one arm go. And, um, we ended up getting, getting him cuffed, kept him propped up on his side, you know, so he didn't, um, so he could breathe. Right. And, uh, they got him on a stretcher, got him to the hospital. They gave him the, the Narcan stuff. And, um, he wasn't injured at all. Except for his knuckles and stuff, but that had happened. No, prior. no. I mean, it was you, the result from, of yeah. you guys taking him down. Yeah, was no, no injury. No, um, no strikes, no punches, no kicks, no taser. No batons, I mean, right. Yeah. Without a doubt, that guy, like, had regular cops that didn't train been there, without a doubt, that guy would have at least got tasered, right? Um, just to get him under control. So I know this sort of more than a story. Right? So go ahead. right, right, because I've seen people get tased and it doesn't do anything. Right. Um, but no strikes, no pepper spray, no taser, no sticks, no none of that stuff. It was it was uh, once we got him down and and the process of getting him handcuffed once he was off his feet was. 
was, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say peaceful, but it was uneventful. Right. Um, as far as he was concerned. And, uh, and it was perfect. And so I look up and there's a, some ladies like recording it where they have a cell phone. phone yeah. yeah. So I can't wait to check this out. Right. Yeah. Seriously. So they, oh, did they, they get the footage up, for the film? Up, yeah. yeah. I don't know if she put it up or whatever, but they ended up, you know, hearing about it. So, and they started asking me and they actually were able to get the video. So quick. So uh, the video is on there, and yeah, um, looks like it's getting released pretty quick. It's called Jujitsu versus the World, uh, documentary in 2015 by director Dan Lewis. I mean, the, the I cast, can't wait to see this. Thing, the cast man. on this is ridiculous. We've got you know uh, Philly Pete on there, Eddie Bravo, John Danaher, Jared. Roberto Filho, Jared, Jeff Glover, Hensel Gracie, Chris Howder, Phil Migliorese. I mean, this is Kurt Osiander. This is a who's who of of, of the originals of jujitsu. So. Uh, and, I, there's and, no and me who's a nobody. No, <laughs> What's that Philly Pete and, and me who's Philly a nobody. Pete, man. No way, man. It's Philly Pete, the Silver Bullet, dude. I can't wait to check this out. Yeah, um, I cannot wait no, to I, see I, that, I, that footage. I mean, I'm. A, I think it's going to be in there. I mean, right. they they asked me about the whole incident and said that they were able to get the video. And there's no chance. I I can't wait to see this. Yeah. After this description, I can't gives wait to check the, this. out I seriously get the chills listening to you talk about that. Like it gives me the chills, man. It's crazy. But I mean, f- you know, for me. Um, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody. I yeah. don't want to have to beat somebody with a nightstick or, you know, shoot fucking electricity into somebody if I can avoid it. Right. And luckily I was able, you know, jujitsu jitsu has made it possible for me on quite a few occasions to avoid having to do that. And you, you, you probably practice that <clears throat> more than any of the things you learn in the academy as far as, uh, as, far as tactics. Like, you don't think... Go to my taser, or go to my baton, or like you. Think, I immediately, jujitsu is immediately in my it's mind, right in the brain, and it's always worked. It, not right. one single time has it not worked. That is, if like that's not good. give you a reason to train jujitsu, like, yeah. Like, and the, and the thing that's funny Lord. is, I I tend to forget. You know, we're we're learning. You know, for almost sixteen years now. A lot of positions I've been shown, and I forget a lot of it if I don't use it right away or use it often. Sure. And, um it's crazy, like, when, when we're training, and especially when I'm getting tired, I'm thinking, like, it, I, I have to make a conscious effort to think of, you know, uh, te- to think technique when I'm getting tired. And when stuff happens at work and I have to use it, I don't even think about it. It's just like, and it always works, <laughs> you know. I really enjoyed um, when we were at lunch today and you and uh, – Coach, who's a, a, another one of the black belt instructors at our academy, and Jimmy Quinlan, whoever you know, most people should know. I think I talked about him earlier yeah, in the yeah, show. Yeah. Three of you talking about jujitsu impact on on the law enforcement. Are those you know, guys location. both law enforcement? Oh yeah, cops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, without a doubt, the the best thing for law enforcement is jujitsu. Like defensive tactic wise, that's the best thing they could. Every department should be teaching. It blows my mind that that they don't in every department, and that like so many police officers don't train jujitsu, and they do like whatever they do. <laughs> it it's like blows my mind. This well, is the, the problem is a lot of departments. Once you you do your your PT and your DT stuff when you're in the police academy, but then once you graduate, <laughs> a lot of departments don't require you to do anything, any kind of physical testing ever again. Right, right, and that and that's an issue. You know, maybe maybe it's a liability thing. Maybe they don't want people getting hurt and and having to 
you know, go out on disability and stuff like that. But the reality of it is, is that's going to cut down on shootings. That's going to cut down on, um, on uh, accusations of abuse. That's going to cut down on lawsuits. That's going to cut down on people in the public getting hurt when they don't necessarily need to. Who think that the you know, guy? And that sometimes the, it's necessary. I mean, sometimes right. you know, you you got to go straight to the gun. Sometimes, you know, but but there's a lot of times where you don't. And if you can avoid that, you should, and and you should be encouraged to avoid it. Well, it, in a in a safe way, and and that's what jujitsu does. Yeah, I I agree with that 100. percent And you know, the thing I think about is when you know, in your vocation is is kind of what martial artists have to make the decision on all the time is whether to keep up with my training or whatever, whatever, what martial art am I going to select? And I've seen, they're not all created equal. We all know that there's some things that you could decide to spend time on and the output's not going to be what you put in. Right. And I think about, let's take, uh, you know, a mother of three kids, you know, she goes and she, you know, fuck it. She go, you know, she, she signs up for Taekwondo. And, you know, she pays her bills and she, you know, she pays $500 and gets her black belt after she's been training for, you know, two and a half, three years. Bunch of uh, gun defenses and knife defenses. Someone telling her that she's a self-defense expert. She's walking in, in South Boston one day with her kids and walks down the wrong alley. Someone pulls a knife and it's, it's ingrained in her mind that she's a self-defense expert. And so she does what that guy told her that she is capable of doing. And now there's three orphan <laughs> kids because she decided to do something stupid. And, you know, when, and, and that is a responsibility that we all have to either spread the word of jujitsu or train jujitsu or someone like yourself that's out there, you know, protecting us to make sure that you're the best possible version of yourself that you can do for your job to protect the public. You know what I mean? Like, what if, what if, what if Pete picked Taekwondo instead? Not that you would, but what if you had done that? And what if you were in that same position with the guy on PCP? Was like the jump reverse spin kick? Was that gonna, was that gonna help right. that situation for you? <clears throat> I doubt it. <laughs> right? Well, it'd be cool. All right. And you'd be top goes <laughs> jump reverse spin kick <laughs> on PCP, dude. I mean, look, the the, the bottom line is. There's a, a buddy of mine told me this uh, a couple years ago. Um, it's like a little catchphrase or whatever. Um, but your your survivability is a hundred percent your responsibility, right? And, Without a doubt. And if you're not gonna if you're not gonna put the time and effort into equipping yourself to survive, then you know it's on your bill. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness, right? It's words to live by. Oh man, yeah, I've you make you think about jujitsu in a totally different light hearing it from Pete's perspective. Without a doubt, I mean, this is craziness, just crazy. I mean, it is fun, it is fun, and but it's real too. Like, it is that's real. real, man. I can't wait for this thing to come on. I want to see it. Well, I feel like, yeah, I feel like everybody feels like, oh, yeah, well, if something happened, <laughs> I'd be okay, you know, and then some. Some people who train jujitsu deal with it, you know, they're a bar, you know, guys who are bouncers or whatever. So they're dealing with that's like a, half of our students, right? <laughs> right. Well, you're dealing with like a, a small version of that where it's a controlled, you know, no one's trying to kill anybody version of it, and that works. But like, like you said, I mean, for me, hearing it 
directly from the silver bullet. It's uh, a <laughs> bullet <laughs> dodger. It's not going away. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Sorry, and, man. And you Sorry. Know <laughs> it, it's crazy. I, I tell Jared all the time, and Jared's never been, um, never been the kind of person to, like, he he doesn't want a pat on the back. He doesn't. Sometimes it almost feels like he's uncomfortable, like when when you're thanking him for something. And uh, I I think. I think a lot of jujitsu instructors don't realize the magnitude of the impact that they have on people's lives. You know, like you think about like, yeah, you're, you, you trained a world champion, but you don't think about like you, you helped one of your students not commit suicide when they want it, when they really wanted to. Yeah. One know? of those is super objective. <clears throat> it's like you got gold medal. I good. But so the other one that, right? is but super I, subjective and you may never even know. Right. Well, look, you, you know, like you have, you know, whatever, 40 gold medals this year. I didn't fucking kill myself when I really wanted to. Yeah. Well, what matters? Gold when medal. I, when right. I planned yeah. it out, you right. know, when I, when I planned out how to do it. And so right. my family wouldn't find me and, you know, whatever the situation is. I really don't think people, um, we were talking about, you know, where jujitsu is now. I, with, with so much focus on being a champion, and I, I don't want to take, you know, I'm not taking anything away from people that want to do that. I mean, it's, it's great, but there, there, is, there, there is another dynamic to it that I think a lot of jujitsu instructors don't, under, like, aren't, I don't want to say don't understand, but don't realize. They're not focusing on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be here today if, you know, I, I didn't look to my left when I was sitting at the red light that day. Yeah. Right. You What's, know? you know, it makes you think what stories you don't know about people that yeah. you train with. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah. Everybody's what, what got, got their mental everybody's state. Everybody's got their stack when they're fucking yeah. shoveling. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. 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 So if this was a, uh. An entertaining type of podcast, we'd come up with a joke right now. But yeah, it got serious. I don't right? Know. I mean, you I know I don't. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. Boobs not. or shit yeah. or something. Does someone have something? Well, it's okay. We kind of came off a of old guy's balls, right? Yeah, <laughs> Which was yeah. pretty pretty okay. awesome. But uh, we were only on that for a few minutes. We were only on old guys' balls for a few minutes. <laughs> well, oh. you you were only on old guys' but balls I mean, for a few minutes. Why you like to do it for longer? No, I had nothing to do with it at all. It was all you, buddy. <laughs> but like, let's get serious. Oh, again. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. <laughs> <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to lift it up, but I'm sorry. No, let's not we forget. are lifting it up. But let's not, not forget. No. This is one of Jared's guys. If you yeah, still have something that. going. Go for it, man. I'm sorry. But I mean, you know, you as an instructor, <laughs> oh, is that something now. that you think about? Uh, it, it's hard. I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I I think I like. You'll think about it a lot more now. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> now, now I will. Yeah, because you've got me thinking will. my students are going to try to kill themselves or something like that. But No, but no, I, and it doesn't have to, to be. It doesn't have to be that you extreme, know, but, you know. I don't know if you met him. To, like, there's there's people on the mat that like the the most. Ins- I'm happy with the guys that go to compete and like I compete and I like to do it, and um, it's actually re- really reinvigorated my desire to improve my jujitsu. And right. there's different catalysts for everybody. And I love the guys that go and compete and win medals, and that's awesome. And I'm happy for them. And that's so easy. But it's so easy for me to digest that to right. say you know gold medal like. Guy's, you know, a stud, and he trains hard, and he's great at jujitsu. His game is great. It's a great competition game, all that stuff. Um, but it's what we saw today. 
is being on the mat with 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 Dan Dyan and and people coming sure. together like right. that's the thing that inspires me about what we do. Yeah, why are you they all showing mean? up? Because they understand. They don't they understand, understand cancer, but they understand <clears throat> something. They don't even know Dan. Yeah, but they understand something. And they understand of, they're and digging w- their own And it's one of their shit. brothers coming and <clears throat> yeah. and they say we're going to come together for him. Yeah. And and they you do, know what I mean? Sure. It's that shit like yeah, gold medals are great. Like, you know what I mean? I I love to talk about the, like watch all the jiu-jitsu tournaments and I love to talk about that, but that's not why I do jiu-jitsu and I mean to your point, I I guess, you know, maybe I should think about it a little bit more, but I do those victories are the ones that I love the most. Like there's guys that showed up and I'm like, "Boy, this is going to be a rough <laughs> a rough go for him." And you know, then you see him get their blue belt, and then you see him get a, their purple belt, and you're like, I, I didn't believe this guy had it in him, and now, like, look at the person he is, and like, maybe I don't spend enough time with that person off the mat to know the impact that it's had in his life, but I assume it does the same thing as it does for everybody else. You know what I mean? And I think that impact is huge. Yeah. Or at least it was, like, everybody sitting at this table. <clears throat> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, keep it serious. Keep it serious. serious? No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Talk about dicks. No, but it, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and okay, right. I don't think you have nothing to do with it. I'll just say it out loud. I don't. I mean, I'm not suggesting that you should get all self aware and shit. But I mean, it's well, but but I mean, that's exactly the point. It. I don't know. I understand what you're saying, Pete. I don't know that you need to go make a list of what everybody's dealing with. That's not really the point. The point is, whether you do or not... That is not my job. You're, you're delivering the shit that is, is you and the guys at the club, the other, everyone else who teaches, is, is delivering shit that people, in this case, are using to make their lives better and all that. Well, but it's so easy to make it into like, oh, they're making their lives better, and it's 1%. Mm-hmm. This is the real example. Here's the thing that I think we're glossing over a little bit. There's a certain perspective... Per, a percentage of this that is is the responsibility or due to the instructor right. or the owner of the academy. But let's keep in mind this guy does not own the jujitsu. It's not his. Right. You know. Do what you I mean? mean the instructor? Yes. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not his to 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 own or 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 you know dish out or deal out like a card. It's nobody gets good at jujitsu without a community. Dude, you're talking about being a good teacher. You're, that's the, know, that's the same for every teacher in the world. It's I not understand. my class. It's the class. It's not my jujitsu. It's the jujitsu. But yeah. jujitsu is not like a history class where everybody sits down and it's an individual project. Right. People get good at jujitsu and exper- have a good experience of jujitsu because of all the people they're on the mat with. It cre- it's sure. a community. It's in a chemistry of all the people that show up on a daily basis for them to train with. The instructor is a catalyst <laughs> in the beginning. That's why and you got to show up even when you don't want to. That's right. Because someone else there needs you. Yes. The instructors. Like <laughs> and they're those, all going to get better, too. Like and they're going to kick yeah. your ass. No, but I mean, <laughs> you know, you, Sorry, it's, I can't resist. It, it, becomes, it becomes something way bigger than yourself. Any academy is like, you know, United, like you look at United, and you're like, I mean, Jared's like, you know, he's on the list, man. He's one of the greatest yeah, black belts I've ever world seen. Class, yeah, for sure. But that academy is bigger than him now. It's 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 
I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a really good way. Like he's created something that like if he wanted to extinguish that fire, he couldn't do it even if he wanted to. Completely validated. I, I agree. Completely validated. And regardless of whether it's the instructor or the academy or whatever, it, teasing that apart really isn't the point. The point is that it is there. And it right. happens all over the world. It does right. happen. Right. And it does happen as a result of, sure, it could be a great instructor or a great, you know, lightning in a bottle. It could be a lot of different things. But that the value is the thing that you can call out and that you can't you can't get away from. It it is valuable. Yeah. I think but I mean I think what you're talking about is everybody it, it it starts out in the beginning as an external thing. Right? Yeah. And, definitely. And once you start doing it, you you get to a point where it's you internalize it all and it's yours. Right. You know? And you know, and everybody, you digest it in a different way and it becomes yours. And it, yeah. it's in, like it's in your heart for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? That's goes back to what that, like when people quit, it's, it is so personal because you're like, don't do this. Don't make this decision. Like you're making a mistake and it may not be for everybody, but. Right. Man, that's, I mean, that, that's the greatest reason not to quit is what you gave me is that the other people there need you. So you can't fucking quit, man. If you're out listening <coughs> to this and you're thinking about quitting, you can't quit because the rest of us need you there for whatever reason, whatever you bring to the to the table. Yeah, this is an it. old one. You guys have heard it from me a zillion times. I, I, I started judo with a buddy, and we, because he's going, I guess I have to go, and because I'm going, he guess he has to go, and we that's how we got through those first couple of years, you know? And the same thing happened... A little bit less with the jujitsu. It's not a direct thing, but I will spend time like at the end of class. I'll go, great. When am I going to see you again? Like, are, are you coming back on Wednesday? And there's a little bit of a, a culture to that. I think I've noticed in a couple of different. I'm sure a lot of academies have that. You know, I'm going to see you on Thursday, right? Yeah. Part of it is because I want to see you on Thursday. <clears throat> Part of it is because. I know that on Thursday it's going to have fucking been two long days later and I'm going to need to know that I need to go. And lastly, because I know you're going to get better without me, so fuck that shit, right? Yeah. So there's like a there's like a complex to it. And it's funny because guys will do that to me now, right? Like, So you'll see some of the, the newer guys especially like, so when am I going to see you? I'm thinking, is this because I'm rolling too light with these guys or, or is it just because... And I'm like, no, it's the same thing. It's like... It really is the group of people that is doing the suffering together. I wish I could fucking think of that fucking quote. There's a quote, and I looked it up the other day. I couldn't find it. It's like something like, if anybody knows, by the way, feel free to just email it right, in. It's, right. like, it's, it's like something about this, something about suffering together creates brothers. You know, It's something that's a Churchill thing uh, or something. I, I, I've heard that uh, uh, something about, what is it? Is a... Uh, See what I mean? It sucks when you hey, don't no, quite no, have no, it, right? No, 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 as, as, as uh, steel sharpens steel, so does a man sharpen another man, right? Right. Uh, we do have a question in um, from a listener. Uh, ever been to an academy that didn't have quote-unquote it? Like the community aspect didn't have that. Um, have you traveled around and have you hit other academies where you didn't? Where you you don't travel that? a lot, right? No, I don't travel a lot. Um, yeah. This is probably the furthest I've ever come and so awesome i've been to it's just yeah yeah, just i mean we had a i've been to other schools from guys that um that came up kind of with our team and then kind of split off and opened up their own schools i've gone to those schools but i don't travel around a whole lot and 
and pop into schools like this is this is pretty much the first time I've done it, and it was awesome. That is really amazing. I've been to a couple of schools looking for jujitsu like that I could really relate to. None of them didn't have the thing you're talking about, but the but the way it manifests itself. Like I I, I had a I started in a school in Rhode Island, which was fantastic and had a really powerful version of what Tim you guys Burrell's are calling place, it. Right? Yeah. yeah, fantastic. But the 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 vibe of it was a little bit more about the immediate competition, right? Which right. was fantastic for the people who were there. There were a number of people. First off, it's in a city where we're in Portsmouth. It's a little more of it. it's a small city. This isn't a larger city, and they were accom- accommodating a larger group of people. So you have people from a whole wide range of, uh, you know, sort of uh, social situations and all that. For that thing, that was a, it's a monster. It was great for the people that were there. For me, it wasn't a great fit because I was older than everybody else. It was me and one or dude who were like over 40 and everybody else was like 20 to 35, you know, number of UFC guys. So it wasn't that it wasn't a great fit. I had a great time there, but I was looking for something where the vibe wasn't so focused on uh, maybe competition. That said, the it that you guys are talking about was absolutely there. Instruction was top-notch. Everything was amazing. Just super intense, right? We get just as heavy a roll where we are here. It's not that the rolls are lighter. It's that the focus is a little wider. There's a space for everybody there. That's not a knock on Brills. Brills is fucking great. And Tim I had a fantastic experience there. Tim is awesome. I just moved. That was honestly, I would have kept going. It's just I ended up moving up and, here. And uh Tim Tim is one of the best instructors that I've that I've gotten to spend time with that because he used to train at Boston all the time. Uh he's a Carlos Machado guy, yeah. but he trained with Roberto for a long time. And yeah. uh the thing that Tim that Tim's teaching style was was about uh the concepts of jujitsu, yeah, like not teaching you the specific technique, but like think about the concept, yeah, and uh, which I love that was shit. something that really stuck with me for a long time, yeah. and it was awesome. I remember Saturday uh, open mat, and Tim would always show up and he would roll with guy after guy, and that's the guy. other thing. I mean, it's it funny awesome. that the question in front of us is ever been to an academy that didn't have it or like sort of no community. I would bet that the mapping there, and this is just me talking on my ass, but I. Tim rolled with every fucking guy there. I mean, he was like right there. I don't want to talk too much about Tim, but the bottom is fantastic guy, great instructor, and rolled with anybody there. I think I'll bet you the mapping to the question is more how many guys are really rolling with all the guys in the class? Are you going to a school where the where the black belt professor is not rolling wow. with anybody? It's that kind of thing. It may just be a different type of school. It's amazing that you you mentioned that because uh <laughs> While Jimmy Quinlan and I were in the hot tub today. <laughs> <laughs> hot tub see, time machine see, part three. See, it just comes up. He's got <laughs> he's got he's got the opinion like what the one of the things he likes about us and you know, he likes about those academies where black belts roll with everybody is like he feels like there's more legitimacy to that. And he feels like that is not happening everywhere he goes to train. And I was really surprised to hear that because I also like I don't my circle is pretty small. You know what I mean? I train with Roberto in our place and other Roberto's black belts in Mass PJJ with like Nate Ryan and uh, and Pell and uh, and those guys. But Pat Barbieri, Pat Barbieri, the human sleeping bag. Um, but <laughs> but you know what? Like I, 
it's like I went out to probably the the most nervous I've ever been going into an academy was when I was out in San Francisco. And uh, I had, you know, emailed Kurt and I said, I'm going to be in, in San Francisco. You mean Half like Gracie's? Half Gracie, yeah. yeah. Kurt Osiander, head, head instructor at Half Gracie in I San Francisco. I would love to train with him. It was awesome. It was awesome. Like, it was... It was so. It was funny too because there's a lot of visitors. Like I was there for a conference for my other job, and you know, essentially there was fifty thousand people, fifty thousand visitors in San Francisco that week, and so a bunch of the other guys were, you know, from different aspects of the same conference. You know what I mean? It was. If you guys look up Larry Ellison, you'll see how rich the guy is, and he throws these huge conferences. But. Um, there's a bunch of guys that like couldn't hang with the training, you know what I mean? Because Kurt runs pretty tight ship. The warm ups are like in, that insane. would be me. I actually got there a year before you, and I just got I gassed into the warm up, and but I I'll just tell you, look like an asshole. But yeah. he welcomed me in. First yeah. of all, I like I gave the guy money, and I went back, and like I came out on the mat, and I got dressed, and uh, the guy that was working, one of one of Kurt's black belts, like ran out on the mat. And found me, he's like, I didn't know you were a black belt. Like, I'm refunding your money. Like, you can train here for free. Which was cool. Like, yeah. I did, like that was really right. nice. Like, he didn't have, they already had the money in the pocket, right? right? And that was awesome. And then Kurt showed up, and, like, it was just just an amazing experience. And it is, that 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 sense of community that we're talking about yeah. is there Absolutely. in all the right places. So, like, yeah. I really encourage you guys if you get the opportunity to go and train with these people and you're thinking, like, I don't want to walk through Kurt's <laughs> door or I don't want to train with him, and, like, you have to do that. Yeah. Like, we, my, my wife and I took a trip uh, to Versailles in Paris a few years ago. And we went there, and she's an avid CrossFitter, like, super fit, like, just an, become an amazing athlete. And we... We decided that while we were there, she, I was going to go train jujitsu in Paris, and she was going to go to CrossFit. Like she was going to check it out. And I found Gracie Baja Paris, and like went to go train with those guys. And it, it was one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever had in my life. Forget about just jujitsu. To go, there's language barrier, all that stuff. But guess what? We all love jujitsu. And it was awesome to like walk through the door. It was a little nerve wracking, of course. Like I don't speak French. I I don't know how these guys roll. I'm like you know thousands of miles from home, but it was amazing. Like I can't, I I can't stress enough that for if you've never done jujitsu before, don't be afraid to walk through the door for that first fucking time, and don't be afraid to go knock on your neighbor's door to go train with him because that community should. Not in all cases. You I would make, almost say if there is not that community, that it's not jujitsu. I would agree a hundred percent. Me too. Yeah, like if you're not if you're not rolling, if you're not having fun, if that community is not there, it's not jujitsu. You know what I mean? So, just uh, I mean, I you know you talk about that community, and it's like, man, you can go, you can fly around the other side of the world, and find friends that will welcome you, welcome you in with open arms, and be like, train here. Yeah, I had just a mini version of that. I happened to be out for a conference also in San Francisco. That's a it's a destination for a lot of these big conferences. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, Kurt, you know, train over with Kurt and all those guys. And and I uh, I went in and uh, like I said, I I just felt like an asshole. I mean, I I sh- I should have just 
I should have done the manly thing and just ducked the, the warm-up, and then it would have been fine. But it was so funny because he was sweet. You could just see I was fucking gas. The, yeah, the warm-up was like fucking 35 minutes of straight, like, running burpees. No stop, right? We got done. But I learned a lot on that, on that same thing because of the sort of same kind of thing, like you're saying, the community of it. Those dudes don't train like kind of half-assed. They don't like, hey, there's a guest. We'll all just roll light. Everybody will have fun. And I had never done this. I'd done this as a judo guy before. I'd never done this judo. I didn't really know what you should do when you go. You go into a new school and you just sort of fucking attack or Show what? your balls. Well, I didn't. And uh, it was great because they actually, you know what happened? Like everybody from Blue Belt Up just whipped the shit out of me. And I was also, you know, beat. But there was a white belt. And I was like, this dude's not getting away with shit. And he was a huge guy. He was like two hundred and you know, fifty pound guy. And I just beat the hell out of him. And then of course I'm now I'm double gassed and I just got beat. But it was funny, we get done and you know, they're so like you said, they're so used to people coming through. Obviously this is a convention every week, right? right? So they're used to it. And it's in a funny, kind of a sketchy area for a guy who's not a cop. And, you know, I remember just getting done. And looking at Kurt, and he's like, get over here. You know, we just sat down. It took the most epic picture of all time. And it was great. And it's funny because, fuck yeah, I'm going back. I was so inspired to, like, I looked at Coach. Like, I came back the week later, and I go, I am never going to whine about your ab <laughs> thing. He does this thing where you're doing flutters for, like, you know, who at knows how end long. end of class. I go, I'm brutal. never whining again. Finishes with, like, a four-minute plank. It. So I'm actually in way better shape this year. I'm not going to that conference this year, but if I, I'm actually in better shape because I know if I go back to the conference... I can't live with myself if I don't go in and I train. Show up, right? and I'm going to show up and beat the shit out of that thing, and probably still get my ass kicked. But I don't care. It was like, I just, I yeah. It's that was because of the community of it. It wasn't because this is just some random school. And think, no, though, it's not. It's the real deal. I know, but think of it this way: if you didn't have the balls to walk through the door to train at Kurt's place, like that, exp- you would have missed that entire experience, right? You know what I mean? It's well, like it, it, it's not, like being afraid to ride a roller coaster. It's like, yeah. what the hell? Like, what do you have to lose? What well, that's the happen? whole. But isn't there's that the a whole lot of point? things that could happen on a roller coaster, man? <laughs> <laughs> All, right? All right, I'm just saying. I mean, uh, that bitch could derail. Yeah, yes. a lot of lot of things. Or get stuck upside down. <laughs> a lot of th- so we should. Uh, w- you think we should come down to uh, Philadelphia? Oh, you yeah. think we should take the Great Northeast BJJ podcast to Philly? Oh, yeah. On the road? You think Jared yeah. be willing to sit down with us? Absolutely. He told me. That he I, I don't see why he would. Do you hear do you know these guys are kind of backing into They, they want to do it, but they're kind of backing into it. I already I think asked him. I already yeah, asked him. I'm just saying, I'm wondering if you think you... Are you just worried that you're going to get ass kicked again, George? Is that what you're Oh, I'm not worried. <laughs> it's a certainty. I've, I've already I done it. I know. George, I mean. George, if you have learned nothing from this podcast, do not accept. Right. Do not accept. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll, try to live, I'll try to live by your rules, man. Especially if you, ever go, if you ever man, go to prison. When we make that t-shirt, I am, I'll, um, I'll, 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 I'll give the promise to Jared, but that's going to happen. So that I, I think that would be incredible. Like, yeah, man. You know, go down there. I want to go to that burger placement. Charlie, well, yeah, I'll take you. I got to go. I got gotcha. you. I gotta go. I'm not getting in the goddamn cop car with you. Donuts. I am not going rolling with I've you. heard nope. this. Like the nope. tours. Nope. No. Nope. nope. Not happening. I don't want to do that. But we will you come can... out. Yeah. It would be great to come out. You don't want to go on a hood safari? No. no, man. You know what? When you put it like that. <laughs> Negative. Maybe you can go. We're from New Hampshire. 
Hey, <laughs> hey, can we can we go together? Yeah. Did you hear his voice? We're from New Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, right. We, we got we, major we hoods. stick out like a sore thumb. We got major hoods. In no, if you told me we were going to Hood Safari, I would totally fucking yeah, get in that car. That's awesome. Because I couldn't not, right? You told me you almost got people killed. Yeah. Like, I'm a, <laughs> and on that note, let's pull this thing together. George? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Would you like about. to talk about our sponsors one more <laughs> I time? I would love to not talk about liberty. our sponsors. Tortuga Soap, the greatest soap you will ever use in your entire life. Can I add something to that? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's also really good to shave with. Yeah. If Can I add something to that? No. All right. All right, go ahead. It has goat's milk in it. Yeah, <laughs> man, and that's good for your skin. So check this out. You use Tortuga, right? I do. Obviously. So get a mug, put the bar in, nuke it for 20 seconds, melt it, and then what? use it with a shaving brush. Yeah. It'll last you about yeah. eight months to a year. What? Hang on, hang on. Have you done this with Tortuga yet? No, I, I do it with Tortuga. He has. He you have? Yeah. It melts? Awesome. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Just, you know, nuke it around, smooth it out. Or How do I not know this? That's awesome. Like in a mug or whatever? That's yeah, why we're doing I the podcast, like a, I, I have like You a, melt it into a mug. I have like an oversized you get uh, like, ceramic mug. Yeah. So I throw it in there, nuke it, uh, smooth it out, you know, just so it's So it's, it's flat, at the bottom? And then I stick it in the refrigerator, let it harden again. You have like a shaving brush, like a little like so old bristle. Yeah, with you the double edge. With a little wet brush. Yeah, with a double edge blade, like old school style. Man, I would put up awesome. with bullshit goat's milk thing concept. Dude, and goat's shit. milk is not bullshit. No, I'm not saying the soap oh, is right. off. Just making sure. But you got to. It, it just creased me out. Whatever says it. If but. you want to, if you want to get a good lather on that, you got to get a good brush. I am I am a hundred percent going to do this. You now. can't get a Rite Aid or whatever. whatever. Badger, George, what do you guys Badger, have? George, what kind of George, pharmacy? Yeah, like, what's the big right pharmacy? Yeah. We have like George. If you were going to do this, if you're going to make this into a shaving thing, yeah, we're going to. Which which soap would you suggest that uh, I use? Because I'm going to try right. this. Well, it's only been done by one person, and he recommends the tea tree, tea tree soap, man, the original, the OG Tortuga tea tree soap. He's uh, you got to get a Badger hair brush. They're the best. I know exactly what you're talking Philly. about because I'm old. I don't want to like nice. tag myself that way. I got all way, kinds but. of good advice. Well, Philly I, Pete, you know, says, I'm looking across the desk at you. I'm not sure that like you know how many uses you have for brush. If whoa, I'm being. whoa, <laughs> whoa! I don't even know what to say, man. I don't know. All right, that was mean. I'm sorry. Yeah. So anyway, bye, Tortuga. So I gotta shave my face, bro. It's you got <laughs> to keep it soft. It's good for you. Use it. Live cool. it. Love it. Also, Crash Kimonos. Thank you to Crash Kimonos for sponsoring our podcast and Port City Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, both awesome places. Jay. Uh, and don't forget, uh, you know, check out Jiu-Jitsu vs. the World. Should be out for you guys to check out. Like, uh, our man Pistol Pete's going to be on there. Um, the Bullet Dodger. The Bullet Dodger. Um, Jared Weiner. Yeah. Jared Weiner. Like, it, uh, I, I, I can't wait to check this I out. I can't so either, make sure to, I'm excited. Make sure to check it out, guys. Jiu-Jitsu vs. the World. Eat films. Also, uh, if you are following along with this whole story and uh, you like what we're talking about with, uh, you know, the grapple thon and all the things we've gotten together and, uh, you know, done, I think the point is we do have a brother who's having a little bit of an issue right now. Uh, Dan Dion, uh, if you're interested in helping out with uh, his pills, the kid's just an amazing guy. It's the second time he's had to deal with cancer in uh, a very short time it's 21 years old you can help out at gofundme.com forward slash dan dion so that's d-a-n-d-i-o-n gofundme.com forward slash 
Dan Dion. George, you want to put this one to bed? I do. Go on. What's the words to live by for the day? Do not accept. Do not accept. Adios. Adios.